Bros chilling in the hot tub, five feet apart cause they're not gay. Two bros, two bros, five feet apart cause they're Hello and welcome to We Write Queerbait. This is the podcast where we explore the blurry line between not marrying because you're asexual and not marrying because your sister stole your mans. I'm Emery, my pronouns are they, she, he. Sometimes it could be uh, marrying because you're so asexual that you might as well just play the damn game. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Devin, my pronouns are he, him. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I'm Sky. My pronouns are he, she. I don't really have anything to add to that, but it really is the dynamic, huh? Yeah, it's uh-huh. a beautiful battle between uh, Saoirse Ronan being like, damn, I'm so ace that I simply won't uh, invest in a relationship. And, <laughs> and Florence Pugh just being like, yeah, I'm so ace that I'm going to fully invest in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get something out of this fucking world. That was my interpretation of the movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Little Women. All of them are ace. Yeah. Yes. I don't know actor names, so we're gonna have- Sorry, it's gonna be, uh, I I literally have the cast list here because I didn't remember their character names. So, Joe March is Shirsha Ronan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Florence Pugh is Amy March. I think we all know who fucking Timothy Chalamet is. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fucking Theodore over here. Uh, Emma Watson is Meg- Eliza Scanlon is Beth, and then the rest of the cast is only, uh, lightly, ca- I only lightly care about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Meryl Streep and Laura Dern are in there. Yeah, so Meryl Streep and Laura Dern killing it. Um, thank you, Bob Odenkirk, for being there. Thank you, Bob Odenkirk. For serving cunt, like, every time thank he appears Bob. on stage. Um, I don't really, like, care about this actor, because I don't know anything else he's been, but, uh, Louis Guerrero. uh, thank you for being a guy whose amazing ability was to kind of, uh, give one bit of bad criticism to a lady and have her think about you for the rest of her life <laughs> love that he yeah. love, love that he did that love that this man appears in two scenes and then <laughs> at the end everyone is like wow you should get married love that go do it right now this is a rom-com now suddenly i love that he was like hey by the way um i think i hate your fucking writing and i think it sucks and she was like, what the fuck, dude? And he was like, what, no one ever was mean to you before? And then she left, and he was like, damn, she didn't like my criticism? See, now I've Be constructive, never... man. I've never read Little Women. I and... didn't realize it was a book, because um, yesterday... Sorry, this is going to be a great journey. Mm-hmm. Yesterday... I never read the book, I never watched the anime. <laughs> I never watched the anime, which I did learn yesterday when we were going on a deep dive on Toku Mondays. Everyone, please join the Digimon Ghost Gaze. Now, uh, yeah, check now out that the, guy. Check out this guy's server. Check out this guy's server for Toku Mondays. Uh, where we just kind of went through a journey of me being like, oh shit, there were multiple movies? And uh, Spike, past and future guest, uh, being like, bro, it was an anime and a book from 1860. Mm-hmm. And me being like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it's an old-ass book. It's been around for a while. Yeah, it sure has. I mean, I definitely knew it existed. I was, like, sort of in that, like, um, like I, well, my mom was an English major, so I was just sort of always, like, in that space growing up. Um, so, you know, I'd certainly heard of it, but I think, um, probably tried to open it once and was like, fuck this. Um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, got, getting to the end, I might've enjoyed it. Like I, watching the movie kind of did make me want to go back 
Um, but I did love this uh, movie's choice of ending being like, okay, well, um, here's here's the ending, but like, is that really like, is it really? But sex sells. Like, is it really the ending though? Like, was it though? <laughs> I thought that was cute. Spoiler alert: It wasn't. Hmm. Spoilers. Yeah, so of course we we watched the uh the 2019 adaptation by Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. And this one this one got some meta commentary on on compulsory heterosexuality both in society and in literature. Do you think it's kind of um uh beautiful of our podcast to be covering uh little women now when Greta Gerwig is about to re- release her magnum opus The Barbie Movie? <laughs> Mm. You're saying this podcast is free advertising. Yeah, I'm saying that the first time that we meet in person as a podcast, we should all go see the Barbie movie. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we should. I really don't know anything about the Barbie movie, except that there's memes about it, so... I'm sure there'll probably be some queer bait in there. There has to be. It's the Barbie movie. Sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I... <laughs> I, it, the movie seems to be about Ken's uh, complex about not like being uh, Barbie, but still being a ride or die. Like you see? she's going on some or- kind of adventure, and she's just like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, okay, we'll get through it." I have thoughts about like the Barbie movie. Well, the Barbie movie, and a, it's an interesting about Greta Gerwig's. Uh, it's like career. a parallel. It's We're like gonna learn. <laughs> learn that Ken got genital nullification surgery, but don't worry, he's still a cis dude. He just wants uh, to move down there like a yeah, Ken doll. Ah, uh, that's gender affirming surgery right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, give me the Ken doll surgery. I want to be smooth. <laughs> I want to be smooth all over. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, remember the movie Little Women? Hey, I do remember it. I just watched it. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah, I just watched it too. Um, I've been very, uh, <laughs> in case anyone can hear on the recording, I've been very sick. Um, so I kind of procrastinated um, and then watched it today. And I really, again, again, I got to the end and I was like, damn, I kind of wish I'd watched this earlier so that I could like mm-hmm. compare it to the book. Because again, they're uh-huh. clearly doing that double ending thing. Yeah, I, I have got, I so wish I could uh, watch this earlier so I can compare it to the uh, multiple anime that were made of it. Yeah, yeah, I did go on a journey Googling it earlier, and it came up Little Women, The Cast, 2019, Images, News, and then K-Drama. Um, Interesting. So that intrigues oh, me quite a bit. Oh my god. There's so much to go over. <laughs> wow. I'm typing into google.com Little Women, the second thing that pops up, probably because it knows me very well, is Little Women 2, Joe's Boys, Japanese animated series. Uh. <sighs> Wait, sorry, Joe's Boys? Is it just like a harem anime? Yes. I um, Yeah, reverse harem anime. No, Joe's Boys is the name of like the little women one of the little women sequels. I don't it's know the third anything one. about it though. Um, I don't know nothing about it. I know the second one because I learned this yesterday. It's called Little uh Little Men, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know there were sequels. Yeah. Really goes to show, huh? Yeah, good thing Louisa May Alcott kept the copyright, because clearly she's fucking raking in all that anime money. Yeah, she's raking in that anime dough right now. Yeah, I'm so glad for the um, surviving Louisa May Alcott estate. 
uh, for raking in that anime copyright money. God, just looking at the images from this Little Women anime, it just, it's giving me, like, Saturday morning or, like, Sunday school Christian, like, show, but it's trying hard not to be a Christian show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like it's not going to reference God at all, but you can just feel it rolling off of it. You can feel the Catholicism just rolling. <laughs> yeah, like the the moral lesson is like don't steal or something that the would only lesson. be the moral in like a completely Christian comedy. Like you know, like it's something like don't don't uh, like, take your mother's name in vain, and it's like yeah, oh. don't lie. Or else the villagers will no longer like you. And I'm just like, God, this just feels so Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, the Catholic jumped out. Yeah, it just rolls off of it. I can't prove it, but it just feels like it's in there. I mean, anyways. Much of anime. I want to talk about the movie. Oh, yeah, the movie. (laughs) So, for people who haven't seen it, like, (laughs) it's. It really doesn't. It's really. Really. It's. It's very slice of lifey in a way that just where where it doesn't really have much of like a forward moving plot and like from what I understand like the original book was told linearly but the movie kind of like mashes up uh scenes from like the past and the present uh so you know it it the the individual scenes are connected by more of an emotional thread by a narrative thread it's kind of just like jumping around all over the place and telling like multiple stories simultaneously so it's it i i have like a you know a page of notes here but it's going to be really hard to recap still just because you know it's just like a scene about this and then a scene about this and I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do, like, present the narrative of this movie, but I guess we'll just kind of fucking go for it and see what happens. You want to kind of... Would it be better to kind of break the narrative of the movie itself and just tell it in more of a chronological order? Like, I know the movie bounces around a lot, but I I think if we try to do it in the way the movie does it, it's going to be chaos. Yeah, maybe we just kind of, like, follow the individual subplots on their own, you know? Yeah, let's follow the sisters. And one yeah. very annoying Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, think, yeah, it, it kind of starts holy off- Holy shit, that man is skinny. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, just get that shit, out there. Like, like, they had him in, like, the puffy sleeve look, and then, like, he would turn and walk away, and I'm like, man! <laughs> How do you get out of bed in the morning? You look like you're just going to fall over and break. I mean, it's Victorian times. He's a Victorian child. That's true. He is a sickly little Victorian boy. Yeah, all the outfits he wears are just hanging off of him. He looks like a scarecrow in a fancy suit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we hop into the scissors, I would like to talk about Timothy Chalamet in this movie. Okay. I yeah, let's watched, do it. <laughs> I haven't watched many Timothy Chalamet um, movies. Uh, he kind of scares me um, in the sense that he is a human being so perfectly constructed that it looks abnormal, and I want him to stop it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his face is very sharp. He has, like, face- handsome features, but in a way that is just, like, slightly too exaggerated, you know? Yeah, it's, like, kind of like if you put all the features that people like about a person onto a person, it would look nightmarish. You know, yeah, it looks it looks like an AI made him. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you just kept hitting like the AI bot to like fix a feature, and then you just 
ended on him. And yeah. you're like, damn. Yeah, because I hate it. Here's the thing. I did just watch like a two hour movie that pretty heavily featured this man. And for the life of me, I can't picture what he looks like right now. Like I'm trying to. <laughs> oh, you want me to pull up a picture of Timothy Chalamet? No, because it's more fun this way. I'm trying to pull him up in my head and I'm just like, ah, he had like brown, like hair, you know, it's just, I remember he was very, very skinny and I can't picture his face at all. But what I was getting at is this is kind of a movie of a, a tale of two Timothys uh, for me. Yeah, that, in which- that's why Amy was like so mad about her art not being, you know, uh, you know, not being great. It's because she could never really capture his cheekbones. That's true. He did at one point say, you should draw me as your last piece of great art. And she was like, I literally can't. No, it's impossible. She's like, there is no way to get lines that sharp. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. I would physically cut myself. Um, this is a movie of... A Tale of Two Timothys for me. His character, Laurie, or Theodore, or Teddy, or whoever the fuck he is, uh, is at once very charming in this movie. He has very charming moments. And also, he is the most annoying fuckboy I have ever met in my entire yeah. life, and I want to push him down some stairs. He has, he has like, kind of awkward boy energy that, that really is just, like, riding straight down the line between, like... <laughs> you know, like, awkwardly charming and straight-up infuriating. Yeah, I, like, I just, the whole movie, I would be like, man, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy so much. And then he would do something randomly, I'm like, oh, that was very cute, I like that. And then he would just come back and I'd be like, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck this guy. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. I, there is, like, uh, what was it? Oh, it was, like, when he first met Joe at the party, and she was like, oh, sorry, I can't dance. My dress is burned. I can't be out there. And he was like, how about we just dance outside? And they had that, like, wonderful, like, little dance outside. I'm like, oh, that's so charming. That's so cute. And then I think the next scene of him is, like, him at his tutors just, like, standing on a chair. Yeah. Oh, staring like, out oh, the window. And I'm get, like, get fuck off the this damn guy. Furniture, you bitch. I'm just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck this guy so much. Oh, I mean, fundamentally a rich kid, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was really charming. Next scene, God, I want to push him down. I want to just push him off that chair so bad. Yeah, I'll get behind him, you push. <laughs> yeah. Someone grab the baseball bat. like. <laughs> oh, totally. So that's all I had for Timothy Chalamet. I, like, it was a tale of two, like, oh, I really like this guy. And then two minutes later, he's, like, confessing to Joe and being like, oh, you'll love someone, and... I'll just stand there and watch it. I'm just like, shut up, Anakin. So I did have a couple <laughs> moments. You know, people talk about period face and how, like, um, certain actors get put on, um, you know, certain actors can be in period pieces because they their face looks to the audience like a face that could have existed at that time. Obviously, all faces could have existed at that time, but, like, there are specific faces that... Not like, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Timothy no! Chalamet. That couldn't have existed at any time. Because- well, he looks, like a, he looks like an art piece, so I guess it could have existed at that time, but just on, like, a renaissance painting, because, you know? like, everyone else in the... I thought that the direction was really cool in that it did feel like people in that time period, but with attitudes that were modern, you know? Like, a lot of their acting, like, th- a lot of the choices felt very deliberately like, oh, yeah, like, these are, like, real people that you can relate to. They just mm-hmm. ha- do actually exist in this time period. But Timothy Chalamet, there were definitely several moments where I was like, I feel like you look like you're in a ratty, like, skater t-shirt with like emo hair 
uh, with like a, you know, you're like doing Zippo tricks. You got like a cigarette hanging out of your one hand. And I'm like, I, uh. I feel like you're wearing an emo baggy shirt right now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't look like you should be here. You look like you should be at a skate park. And I don't even think that's Timothy Chalamet's like thing either. It's just, I kept looking at him going, you should be like cussing out your like, like you're 16 cussing out your 13 year old girlfriend at the skate park is like uh, what I'm Timothy Chalamet right in this movie should have done some close up magic tricks though. Oh. He should have done oh. some sleight of hand. Just if he was like a magician. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what would have got me on board. I would have been fully into this saying this, wow, this guy's great. But also even more fuck this guy. <sighs> So I, so I just keep so having... So Timothy Chalamet has two girlfriends. Yeah, he sure does. He has two um, weed-smoking girlfriends. Two weed-smoking girlfriends. One who uh, doesn't want him, and the other one who thinks she wants him, maybe? Likes the idea of getting something his sister her sister has? Yeah, one of them... One of them doesn't want him but does, and one of them does want him but doesn't. It makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who should we start uh, with on terms of the sisters? Yeah, I mean, let's start with let's start with Joe, the main character. Like the first time we see her, like in the movie, she is going to a publisher, just like getting a short story published. The publisher like has huge asshole energy, like fucking, just like it takes out a pen and starts editing right there, like cutting out entire pages of of you know her work, and then is like, okay, I'll yeah. Oh, he's doing this infuriating thing where he, like, is reading it, and every time he gets done with the page, he just slams it onto the table, mm-hmm, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm gonna punch you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R- yeah, they they really, like, fucking... Act- the actor is, like, really fucking putting his craft into making this guy, like, just a real piece of work. Oh, yeah. It's great piece of shit energy. Yeah, this guy's a dweebus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, like, turns down, like, you know, puts like two papers in the yes stack and then puts the rest of it in the no and like cuts through mm-hmm. half of it and is just like yeah so we'll take it but it needs to be like shorter and snappier and also next time tell your friend if there's a woman she needs to be either married or dead at the end mm-hmm. either way is fine <laughs> yeah like, i don't really care which uh-huh great it's just a great guy all around first of yeah. all so he is, you know, the representation of the entire publishing in- industry in in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and I mean, yeah. So that that's our setup for having Joe. Um, like that's her. Like she uh, she's there, and then she goes. She doesn't go back immediately, but that's like her motivation through the whole movie. Is you, kn- it sets up that you know she wants to be a writer, even though it goes back and forth and stuff. You're always like the the image you have in her mind of her writing journey is she's trying to write something like from her perspective as a woman but also that will sell because she Mm -hmm. like is a woman and therefore has to make a living writing this way yeah yeah and like you know when when we go back into the past and like see each of the sisters as kids like you know they each have sort of like a, a a creative talent that they're passionate about. Like Joe is a writer, Amy is a painter, um, Beth uh, is a piano player, and uh, Meg is an actor. Yeah, Meg wants to be an actor. Yeah, Beth, Beth wants to be uh, a Scarlet Fever enthusiast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and they. <clears throat> 
don't know. It's, uh, you know, they each have their own artistic outlet and stuff, and I think that's cool, and it also plays a lot into their best less so, but a lot of them have, like, their, um, they all have, obviously each have their own struggle with, like, being a woman, and that's, like, central to yeah. the, the book and the movie, like, yeah, figuring out what they're gonna do with their life, you know? Mm -hmm. And each of them is sort of, like, you know, forced to turn away from, like, their creative endeavors like you know for for various reasons all except for joe who who keeps writing and and ends up you know making a living off of it or or trying to for for the the majority of the movie um <clears throat> so yeah where the fuck do we go from here no you're right it is uh, it, it's hard to cover in this fashion i'd say like that, that that's like the main thing that covers it but like so let's do we i really want to do this chronologically i think if we try okay. to bounce around it'll be impossible to try to figure out what's going on in about 10 minutes yeah but you see my 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 notes are in order of oh thought as the movie presents <laughs> damn maybe i don't know maybe we just go in you know maybe we just go into it and uh yeah hell yeah let's yeah. fucking do this Okay, I think yeah, the next uh, scene uh, is kind of um Yeah, this is where I think the next scene presents a This is well I think I think the no, the next uh scene is where she meets uh, a shitty professor in the boarding house. Oh and, god damn it. And he's like, Wow, they're and and it's like, wow, they're making eyes at each other. I wonder if this is her future husband, and it is, but this is you know, he appears in this scene and one more, and then they get married. <laughs> Yeah, he appears in this scene to leer at her a little bit, uh, and she is very clearly, like, you present as making eyes, and I know the movie wants to present as making eyes, but she is, like, actively trying to leave the situation the entire time he meets her, and he is just like, hey, what you doing? I actually, Where are you going? And she's just like, uh, upstairs. Uh, I, bye. I do kind of like that about this scene because it's like clearly like, you know, she doesn't really give a fuck about this guy and she's actively trying to like put him off even like and I, I think that that plays into the end because they they do a redo of this scene when she's like it's flashing between this scene making it look like it's real. But then it starts going into the her talk with the publisher and making it clear that this is an ending that she wrote for her book. Um, is that like the first time we do see her and him interact, it's this scene with, um, her being like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about you. Yeah. She does give the book to him, but that's still, she like says like, we're not friends and like, I don't care about your opinion or anything. And then she just leaves and that's it until the end when she kind of rewrites her meeting of him. And we see a scene where they are like making eyes at each other as they walk in and they're like, oh, we're so in love. And it's kind of like, wait, that was your impression of him? Because I remember earlier that it was I remember not. when you were walking by like, bro, stop talking to me. But then, yeah, again, it becomes clear that like that is how she is rewriting her reaction to this guy so that the yeah. sell. Movie is retconning itself as it yeah. goes. Yeah, which I think is really cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's basically that scene. Next, I think this is where we meet Amy, who is in France, uh, talking mm -hmm. to Meryl Streep. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Mean yeah. old Aunt March. Mean old Aunt Marge. Love you, Meryl Aunt Street. March is really funny. I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. really funny in this movie as just, what if someone sucks so bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, before that, it's established, like, you know, Joe is, you know, selling her writing, like, er- earning money for her entire family. Like, she is kind of the provider, and it's established that she kind of, like, has to do that until Amy can marry Rich. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she explicitly says that to somebody, and then it cuts to Amy, and Amy's here taking painting classes, and she's like, damn, I'm not... Uh, I'm not as uh, free-spirited as these other painters, is the impression that I got. Like, they're doing, like, a more, like, Monet style, and she's being very, like, photorealistic. Um, and, like, then she is with Aunt March, and Aunt March is like, what, when are you gonna get Fred to fucking propose to you? And she's like, yeah, it'll happen. And when also- When are you gonna get, uh- dick down and have some kids and get married for the money for the money and she's like you know uh and my painting classes right and aunt march is like sure damn whatever fine yeah whatever but then who should appear who should appear behind the carriage just walking a by but uh, our good friend Timothy Chalamet, a.k.a. Lori. You see a bunch of people do that thing where uh, in anime they get sliced by a sword, but they don't realize mm-hmm. it, and then they fall down five minutes later, but it's Timothy Chalamet's cheekbones did that to them. That's right. He fucking teleports in and everyone just falls to the ground. That's right. Yeah. That's Amy yeah. being like, shit. Yeah, he shows up and he's like, hey, I'm here to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, yeah, shouldn't yeah. you be like doing anything with your life? And he's like, bye. Yeah, it is kind of established that, like, he's a rich boy who's, like, not up to anything in particular. But, you know, also, you know, he's been friends for a while. Also, it's established that Joe turned this bitch down, and he has not been responding to any of her letters since. Yeah, it's, like, clear that Amy clearly really wants to, like, talk to him and be close to him, and he's just kind of always slightly brings the conversation back to Joe. Mm-hmm. And Amy is always just like, all right, great. Yeah, they talk and she's clearly like so excited to see him. And she's just like, oh, and I'm so sorry Joe turned you down. And he's just like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to walk away dramatically now. Yeah. And then so she leaves with Aunt March and Aunt March is like, don't, don't act like that with that boy. You need to marry Fred. And he's like, what? It's Laurie. He's he's one of the girls. It's fine. Yeah, um, he's one of the ladies. That's right. Okay, that was my vibe this entire movie, is that if Joe was a boy and uh, um, Lori was a girl, then, like, that's it. Oh, yeah, no, I got uh, extreme Joe doesn't really know what the concept of gender is in this movie. I kept getting the impression that if Joe was, like, she, like, had this, I mean... You know, there's a certain amount of, like, bi-genderness vibe that I get from her that she's not necessarily unhappy with being a woman other than, like, you know, the consequences that it puts on you, but also does feel very comfortable as a boy and would have probably been pretty happy as, like, a man with a wife. And Lori seems very comfortable filling the wife role for somebody (laughs) is is the impression that I got the whole time is, like, Lori gets pegged, everyone's happy. It is kind of a great reading on the sense that uh, how much sexuality is tied to the 
presentation of a gender. Yeah, totally. Because Joe is truly, there's a line later where Amy is like, marriage is transactional. Like, even if I like make great art and get a lot of money, it becomes my husband's once I'm married to him. Mm -hmm. And I never truly own that money. And once we have kids, those kids are his. Um, so nothing I do is like ever mine. It is a transaction that I'm making with someone. And Joe kind of repeats that later. I do like the idea that Joe is like, yeah, sexuality is also transactional. Like, all this is transactional. I don't really want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. But if I need to get that bag, I'll get that bag. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm sure we'll get into it later. But like, yeah, yeah, like at one point she is like, damn, maybe I should marry Laurie. But it is like in a moment of desperation where she is really like, I man, I don't love him, but I am so fucking lonely right now. I love that moment so fucking much. And I kind of have nothing. Yeah, because it, yeah, she's like, I don't want to be a wife, you know? I want my own personhood for myself, but I don't want to be this lonely, you yeah. know? And just the great moment where she's like, I don't want to be lonely, I want to be loved. And, like, her mom is just kind of like, but do you love him? And she's like, I mean, I like that he loves me. And she's like, that's not what I asked. Yeah. I, I love to be loved. <laughs> you know? Um, Sometimes you love to be loved. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you know, obviously it is based on like what marriage and relationships were like, you know, contemporary to the to the time period of the movie, but also it is very much like very much works as like an ace metaphor where it's like damn, I want to have like close relationships that aren't like tied to romance but it kind of turns out society doesn't really have too much of a framework for those Mm -hmm. it's like you gotta funnel it in there sometimes so it's kind of like you're not expected or allowed to be happy unless you 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 get yourself all wifed up yeah someone just needs to wife laurie up and then mm-hmm. someone That's what I'm needs saying. to let Joe husband them up. Joe needs to be a husband. It's just like there are roles associated with these. If only there like, was you know, a if only there was a um a kind of sensitive but also uh upfront and mysterious and sexy French uh uh professor. No, stop that right now. (laughs) uh, Tell you your writing sucks shit, and then he thinks it's garbage. Um, But not really give you any, like, pointers from there. Uh, That conversation made me so mad. And then shows up to your door randomly and is like, hey, why'd you leave? Hey, Hey, where'd you go? Why'd you go? Your sister die? Oh, you don't want to come to California with me? I, ooh, I can't wait till we get to that part, because, mm. Sorry, yeah, I, uh-huh. keep, I keep jumping ahead. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, no, it's hard not to jump ahead in this movie because, again, it's non-linear, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like we need to be jumping ahead because, like, you know, it'll start, like, a narrative thread and then just, like, uh, you know, switch to another one. So it's going to feel very incoherent unless we kind of, like, follow things a little further, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, kind of the next thing that happens is we sort of like, you know, get a scene of, you know, I guess like the money troubles that the family is having because, um, uh, Meg really, yeah, 
Yeah, Meg is, you know, we learn that she is already married with children and, you know, she wants to spend $50 on, you know, silk to make a dress, but she's like, ooh, but I don't have the money for it. But then her friend is like, do it anyway. Your husband will be, your husband won't care about the money. Just, just do it. Just buy a nice thing that you can't afford. Hashtag I'm a girl good boss. friend for encouraging this. Hashtag treat yourself. Just buy the beautiful fabrics. And she's like, okay, I will buy the fabrics. But she gets home and she instantly regrets buying the fabrics. Yeah, she gets mm-hmm. home and she's like, 50 bucks. Holy shit. She's that like, God so damn, I just bought all those fabrics. And she's like, oh, go no. play, children. I might have to sell our house to buy my new dress. But your mother might have to, we might have to eat uh, your father to survive the winter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to, I don't know, like, I feel like we've gone, like, really hard on Meg really quick right out of the gate, but, yeah. No, I like Meg in this movie. She's um, kind of the most, like, boring of the three, mm-hmm. but I love that in the sense that she's the only one who's like, yeah, you know, I kind of like it. <laughs> it is sort of the rom-com model and the, you know, um, I think, um, like, Pride and Prejudice kind of has this, too. Like, just a lot of these romantic stories have to have, like, the one, like, kind of stable couple. I think it is kind of cute that it, especially this movie, starts out with them having, like, kind of marital problems. You know, narratively, obviously, that's not. But, I mean, in the chronological of the story, that's not how it starts. But the narrative of the movie starts off that way, where it's like, yeah, like, they are, you know... They're married. They have, like, the thing, you I mean, know? she's kind of going through a midlife crisis when, back in vampire times, when you would die at the age of 46. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's 23, and she's going through a midlife crisis of being like, I wanted to be an actor and wear beautiful dresses and be on stage and look amazing, and now I'm here in a loving marriage with my poor husband Mm -hmm. um and i just i want to feel pretty i want to feel nice and he's like go ahead (laughs) like we can't afford it but i love that for you yeah i'm sorry that i can't be rich but you know if you want to buy those beautiful fabrics and she's like no actually i i love my beautiful husband Mm -hmm. and i love that you support me but you can't (laughs) you can't let me make these decisions again that is kind of her entire arc over the movie, yeah. you know, wanting nice things and then realizing, no, it's more important to have a husband that she loves who is like 30 years older than her. Probably. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that part. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, no, I'm always I'm always one to, to point that out. But, you know, it's there. It's vampire times. You know, you just you got to take someone who hasn't died of diphtheria yet. Uh huh. And doesn't look like he's about to die of scarlet fever either. And again, they are right off the Civil War. Um, it, it, traditionally, when you see a lot of those age gap marriages, I mean, traditionally, you, when you see more of them is after a war when like a significant gap of like young men happens. And like, you know, women genuinely do not have like like this movie is mostly about is women don't have a way to make a life for themselves. They pretty much are going to have <sighs> Only to Only there was... A young, rich boy with beautiful cheekbones. Oh, that would be so crazy. Who kind of had a a wanderlust spirit, but was so dedicated to you. If only one of those boys existed in the world. Hmm. Too bad there's none of them. Too bad there's not a single one of them in the world. Not a single one. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, yes. Where do we go from here? 
Yeah, so then it 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 kind of flash. Yeah, then it kind this this is like I think the first big uh, like flashback we see um you know of Joe and Meg going to a fancy dance um and we kind of get introduced to young Joe as like this, you know, sort of socially awkward weird girl who doesn't really like uh you know doesn't come naturally to like conventional femininity she you know the whole time like meg is coaching her like okay don't say these things you know don't act like this uh don't actually move around a lot because your dress has a scorch mark on it um mm-hmm. yeah and that's and where she, she gets... meets laurie and they have like a cute little outside dance scene and once you again know, <laughs> yeah. throwing boyfriend points to laurie in this moment yeah yeah the outside dancing is really, really cute. It is. Yeah, and, you know, because they're outside, they're able to, like, flail around a little more and dance in ways that are fun to them, but maybe not the best optically, which is yeah. nice for them. No, I it like is it. super yeah. cute. It's, like, real, and that was one of the moments where I thought it looked, uh, it just ended up looking really modern because, like, so, so often when you get dance scenes like that in like period pieces and stuff, it is the indoor scene that they get. And it's cute. It was really cute to see them like really flail around and do the movements. But like they're like, you know, very wild with it. Yeah, I will be giving uh, 10 boyfriend points to Laurie in this scene. Let's see if he loses them by next scene. Yeah. Probably. Oh, he will. Uh, so, um, yeah. Also, we learned that... Um, the sister's dad, Bob Oden Kirk, is is away in the war, in the Civil War. Fortunately, he's fighting for the Union, so we don't have to worry too much about that. Yeah, thank uh, God. About canceling him, at least. <laughs> he will never be canceled. Um, um, this is... Do we immediately jump to the next scene? Because from here, uh, Meg rolls her ankle... And has to be walked home, and she's so embarrassed by it. She's like, damn, my my big feet and my ankles, I, I'm fucking ruined. Do we roll from here to uh, Amy getting trouble in class and immediately uh, playing the field? Um, or is there a scene in between? Well, they take, I mean, they, they take Meg home, and they're all putting ice on him, and this is where Lori meets, like, the rest of the oh, family. Oh, yeah, that's where meet. he walks in. He's like, hi. Yeah, um, we meet mom, and we're like, "Oh wow, he's really, really at home here. That's cute. He's one of the girls." Is what he's I'm one of the ladies. Uh, I, I Lori Transfem Truther over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I do have. Uh, there is like a little scene in the present where uh, Joe gets a stack of of Shakespeare books from Frederick, the uh, the shitty professor who we hate. Oh. Yeah, the professor we hate. Oh, is this where he uh, reads her writing to filth and then proceeds to be mean to her and then is like, "What are you? Are you That's mad?" A little later, though. Okay. Um. Sorry, I, I do have much. in my notes uh, the girls parentheses Amy and Laurie are fighting. Um, oh yeah, it's because um, you know Amy is engaged to a rich man because she needs to marry for money or her family will starve. Uh, her husband, you know her. Oh, this is the party scene. Or maybe yeah, she's he's not like, engaged, but you know she's probably going to be. She's not. She's yet. not engaged yet, but she's like he's been courting her for a while. Yeah. And, yeah, and Laurie is like, but you don't love him. You should marry me because I love you. Yeah, Laurie's like lounging around somewhere and Amy comes up to kind of be like, 
fuck you, get your act together. And he, like, walks off, like, throwing his drink in the air. And is He's like, not even lounging. He, like, walks into the party late that I think he's throwing. He's, like, drunk already. He's, like, draping himself across two women. And Amy's just like, hey, can you get your, like, fucking shit together? And he's like, uh, sorry that you don't love your husband, but you should kiss me instead. And she's like, sorry that you don't have your fucking shit together. You should go work for your grandpa. And he's like, fuck off. And then he walks away throwing his drink. So minus 10 boyfriend points. Yeah, he's like, good party. Damn. Fred Vaughn and like shouts his name. And Fred Vaughn is like, hey, what the fuck? Control your friend. Fred Vaughn's like, wife, please. Yeah. So then we get the scene where uh, Friedrich uh, reads, you know, Joe's writing and is like, wow, I don't care for this. And Joe is like, well, I don't know. It's it. They said it would sell. I'm, come on. I'm doing my best over here. And he's like, hmm. I just don't think it's good. Yeah, she like, she's like, oh, well, you know, I have to make what sells. And he's like, oh, no, I think you're a great writer. I just think you're writing shit. Yeah. And she's and like, you well, you know, he's like, why are you upset? I thought you wanted me to give criticism. She's like, oh, well, uh, there is a quite a fun line that I liked, which is um, if he was maybe a nicer character that I liked at all to look at. Um, she's like, well, Shakespeare had to write all these plays that for the masses and it sold like gangbusters and he's one of the greatest writers of all time. And he's like, uh, well, it's a good thing we already have of Shakespeare. I don't want another one. Yeah. Well, Shakespeare was only good because like he, he snuck the good writing into the, 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 the fucking common slop. And actually yours is bad because you're not able to do that. Yeah. You're uh, not able to do that because you suck. Please take my writing advice. Yeah, he, like, says some... Because, like Devin said, he says something that sounds like it's going to be, like, a find-your-voice thing. But he never, like, gets it out, and he doesn't really seem like he's trying to. He's just like, whoa, you're being hysterical. He's because just kinda, all like, he's, making fun of her. Because, yeah, he just reads it and says, I don't like it. And she's like, oh, yeah. well, what do you mean? And he's just like, I don't like it. And she's like, well, people have said I'm good. Like, what? And he's just like, well, I don't like it. And never offers anything beyond... Uh, Again, other yeah. than that one line to say, like, he's like, why are you offended? Like, I thought you wanted he, criticism, but he's not offering criticism. He's yeah. just saying, being mean. I don't he like it. He's being constructive, but he is being not at all constructive. Yeah, he's just like critiquing her work. And when she's like, OK, what do I have to improve on? He's like, I don't know. I think you should figure that out for yourself. It's like, and I, just, then, I don't like it. I think yeah, you should really figure should that out. Stories that are better. Does this make sense? Yeah, I'm going to start going on forums and start, like, looking at people's AO3 writings and be like, I simply did not care for this. You should do better next time. I think you're a really talented writer. Uh, I just I, don't like this. I hated everything you made here. And when they're like, hey, can you be constructive? I'm just like, what are you talking about? Why are you mad? Isn't this what you want? So, yeah, we hate this you guy. fucking suck. But then... Yeah, uh, fuck this guy. <laughs> He and Joe will never have romantic chemistry, not even once. Uh-huh. That, not even a one. It would be crazy if by the end of the movie they were suddenly doing a thing where she's just like, oh, man, I wish he would wife me up. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Um, yeah, uh, so she goes from there. That's, uh, like, she kind of storms out of there and then pretty much immediately gets the letter that Beth is sick, yes? Yeah. Yeah, Beth, Beth is sick again. Yeah. Beth has the scarlet fever. Her condition is getting worse, so she fucking goes, leaves New York, goes straight home. Um, yeah. 
leaving her poor, uh, sexy, charming French professor who loves to nag her uh, alone. Yeah, there's a scene later where he like comes. He's, he's like, like at the boarding go? house, and he's like, "Where is she?" And she, he, the the boarding lady is like, "I don't know. She, she left two left. students here, and they'll never find as good a teacher as her." And he's like, "But, but she's gone." Where and that's about she it. Go? Yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, so so then it cuts back to the past, and it's Christmas, and, you know, we just get some scenes of, you know, the the sisters being a nice little family. Joe They're all like, stating like, their yeah. uh, creative and artistic talents that they want to do. Yeah, and, you know, Joe writes a little play for everyone to perform, and they're just having a nice time. It's very sweet. We learn that the mom is very giving and caring because she comes in and they're about to sit down to eat their delicious uh, Christmas breakfast. And she's like, so there's this family down the block and they live in a shack and five kids to one bed and none of them have scarlet fever, I bet. Um, But they don't have any food. So... Do you girls want to give yours to them? And they're like, do we have to? And she's like, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> yes. It's what your father, Bob Odenkirk, would want. It is a really cute line of when you're kind of like young and feeling a little shitty and you're just like, yeah, but <laughs> that kind of would suck for me. And she's like, okay, but it's like a nice thing to do. And you're like, yeah, I know that. But like, do I have to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. No, do. but it is cute. They walk all the way down there, and this is the scene where fucking Lori's standing on a. Fuck this guy. He's like standing on a chair, and he's like, "Look, they're they're taking the Christmas over there." And then when they 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 take the food over there to this poor shitty house with. This oh no, poor, that's not where he's standing on the chair. It's no, when he's not gr- standing on the chair. Yeah, he just sees them eating, walking yeah. by. He's eating, I think, breakfast with his grandpa, and he's just staring out the window, not paying attention at all to what his grandpa's saying to him. Yeah, being a little. And he's like, women. we don't see him standing on the chair until um after until Amy gets, gets in, in trouble. trouble for doodling in class. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, um, he just sees them, and they go, they take their food over there, they, like, kind of hang out with this family for a little bit, and then they walk home, and they come in, and there's a whole new meal sitting there, and they're like, what the fuck? And it turns out Lori from the, the, the house sent it. So they have a new, a new Christmas lunch there for them waiting when they get back, which is sweet. Yeah. And then they read a letter from, uh, from Bob Odenkirk from the front. Um, who we Where don't know as Bob Odenkirk yet, but he's just like, yep, um, be, I hope the children are, uh, being good and I love you. He's, he says the title of the movie where he says, my, my beautiful little women. And I say, Hey, that's the title hey, of the movie. That's right. He said it. Hey, I bet he'll say it twice. Um, uh, then we, we get a scene. I forget who's talking to Aunt March. I forget if it's Joe or Amy. But I think this Aunt time March, it's Joe. Okay, yeah. Aunt Aunt March is like, you got to get married for money. That's the only way to do it. Like, yeah. You, I mean, the you know your ideals of love and whatever are nice, but like, there's literally no way for you to get by in this fucking society as a woman that values you zero percent except for your wife ability. You got to get wifed up. You got to do it. You got to get wifed up to someone rich. And Joe is like, well, you're not married. And she's like, yeah, because I have money. Yeah, idiot. Yeah, she's like, I have money, and it was a lot of fucking work to make it my money. 
And so that when I die, like, it won't just go to somebody. So, like, I can do it. And then, and, uh, she's, cause Joe is like, well, what, like, you know, so there are some ways, like, if you make a lot of money, you could probably keep it for yourself. And she's like, yeah, I mean, you could, like, run a cat house, but other than that, like, you're probably gonna have to get married. Yeah, you could run a cat house or be an actor. Ew. 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 That Meg's, would be insane. Meg's ears start burning. That's right. Where do we jump from here? My brain timeline is starting <laughs> to break down. Yeah, this is this is where uh, this is where we get uh, Laurie standing on the chair. This is where we get Amy like fucking oh, yeah. banging down Laurie's door, like fucking crying because no, she doesn't even do that. Cool. She's like no. wandering outside, clearly outside of his house because she knows what she's doing. Uh, crying because she got like disciplined at school, and he like goes to the window and he's like hey what happened what what happened and she's like oh hi Lori uh, I would like to let you know that I would never roll my ankle at a party because I have very small feet uh-huh. and very nice ankles and I'm so hot anyways I got in trouble I can't go home can I live here now yeah right. and she's me the next scene she is just like rifling through his stuff like looking at his books perfectly fine mm-hmm. Amy rules I love it's Amy, honestly. Amy is so good. She knows how to play the fucking game. And this is where, like, the other sisters come in, and she immediately, like, switches again. Like, they walk in, and she's like, I got disciplined at school. Yeah, it's so funny when her mom is there. She's like, I literally didn't even do anything. I just made a drawing, and he hit me. It was so crazy. The drawing was of him. It was, like, a very unflattering caricature. Yeah, it was um the... Yeah, she did a caricature of the teacher. Yeah, it was the um, Spongebob bit where uh, she wrote Big Fat Meanie of him in a school book. And he's like, is that really what I look like? Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. I'm saying that for Sky, who is watching Spongebob right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was And pretty- earlier she was, you know, complaining about being poor because she couldn't uh, buy pickled limes to trade at school. And one of the girls was like, if you do it, I'll give you five limes. <laughs> so. <laughs> what is a... She- okay, you, I know what a pickled lime is. You know con- conceptually what a pickled lime yes. is. Yes. Um, what does a pickled lime taste like? I still yes, I still have questions about the concept of pickled limes that uh, aren't answered by my you knowledge don't of what really a pickled lime would be. Understand what a lime that's probably been fermented in vinegar would probably taste like? Yeah, that sounds really fucked up. It would sound like maybe the most horrible taste combination in the world. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. This was vampire times. This was like candy back then. Yeah, this is vampire times. They were eating this nasty shit so their blood wouldn't taste good to the vampires. Mm. <laughs> this is how you avoided getting uh, sucked on by a vampire. It yeah. Like- this keeps your humors balanced, Alba. <laughs> yeah, if you have an excess of yellow bile, you need to you need to suck on some pickled limes. Yeah, I, I know. It would it's be, fucked I mean, up. is it just like sweet? Are they salty sweet who the fuck knows well they'd be sour savory sweet i don't fucking know that sounds disgusting some umami in there Mm-hmm. yeah anyway i'm over it it sounds really gross it sounds like a nightmare but who knows you never know i'm gonna look while you guys talk about the rest of the movie i'll be doing a deep dive into big great just some research yeah 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 so amy's a scamming hoe um <laughs> i love her so much <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Wow, I typed in pickled, and the first thing that popped up was pickled wine civil war, so my phone is listening to me. <laughs> Great. Mm. Fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, once again, continue. <laughs> so, you know, the gang, we, we learned that the gang, like, has this, you know, the sisters all have, like, a little secret club, and they invite Laurie into the club, and Laurie's like, hey, I built a secret mailbox that we can all have keys for, and we can use it to exchange letters, and, you know, like, Joe in the present goes to the mailbox, and, you know, there's nothing in there. Um, Tragic. Uh, fucking Joe and Meg go to a play, and Amy is so mad that she can't go that she fucking digs through all of Joe's drawers to find, like, you know, the book she's writing, and just just fucking burns it page by page with a fucking completely br- blank expression. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love her so much. She's so evil. She is. <laughs> you know, I think it would be really, like, healing to just, like, take some writing and just, like, burn it just, like, over a small fire. Mm-hmm. 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 It would, my own or somebody else's, you know, just, like, take something and just kind of set it a fu- ablaze piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Each no, it's phase. it's really good. It is a healing energy. And we cut yeah. from there uh, to the movies, and it's a scene about how um, uh, Lori and Joe are... Well, Lori keeps looking at Joe. Joe is only watching the play. But uh, Meg and the, the um, teacher guy... They're are, making eyes. They are making eyes at each other. They yeah. are looking yeah, at each other. Yeah, we forgot to mention that on the fucking shitty chair standing scene, uh, you know, uh, Laurie was with his Latin tutor, and now the Latin tutor is making eyes at 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 Meg. And mm-hmm. this is the so part where great. we come out of the play, and you know, Meg and Tudor, they're they're getting they're walking home together. They're arms arm in arm, and Laurie, he's like, I gotta take my chance, and he tries to go arm in arm with Joe. And she just immediately punches him in the shoulder and is like, fuck no, dude. And then runs up to pull uh, <laughs> Meg away Meg away from the professor and be like, nope, this is girl time now. It's just girl time. That was pretty cool. Boys That's need right. to, no boys allowed. Yep. And so Did then- Did we skip, I think we might have skipped a scene or this is later. I don't really know the timeline of this movie. Um, there was a part where they have like a little play session where they all like pretend to be like acting and their boys up in an attic and like that's Joe- when yeah that's that's where they invite Lori into the club yeah okay, that's yeah, where yeah. Lori joins the little club yeah and Joe's like we should bring him in and they're like no this is girl time and Joe's like exactly no that's what's so funny about it because they always they always make the distinction that Lori is a real boy unlike Joe who is a boy uh, because they are always saying that, like, Joe is the boy of the family, and, like, where will I find another brother if you die? Like, you know, like, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, that, she is the brother, and Lori but, is a real boy. But Joe gets it, because Joe is just like, no, we Joe invite Lori like, to girl no, time. the way that I am a boy, Lori is a girl, it's fine. Just, you guys don't get it. They're all out there performing gender, huh? Oh, yeah. Fully oh, performing yeah. the gender. Um... Yeah, this is where we get the part where Joe goes home, and they're like, oh, so wonderful. Uh, Amy is just sitting in a chair pretending to read like the Stone Cold bitch she is. Mm -hmm. Um, And Joe goes, because she's like, oh, I had so many wonderful ideas for my novel. Let me just go uh, write them on my little notes, and where the fuck are my notes? 
And she's like, uh, fucking who did this? Who took my book? And, you know, Amy is immediately like, just well, like, I told And Amy's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And Joe is immediately like. Amy's sitting there, like, looking at her, like, flipping one page of her thing back and forth. Like, whatever she's doing, like. Mm-hmm. Just flipping it back and forth. Mm-hmm. What? God, she's so funny. Say it, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, in any other movie, Amy would be like a straight up villain, but you know, she's just out there. She's Sometimes doing her thing. You gotta play the game. Sometimes um, you're really, really hurt and confused and not sure why, and so you just destroy something very valuable to someone you love. Yeah, this is where basically they get into a huge fight because Joe is like, you destroyed the one thing I love, and Amy's like, I told you I fucking would. Why'd you fucking try me? Yeah, I told you you'd regret it if you left me. Not You didn't let me come with you to hang out with Lori at the movies. I fucking told you I would do this. Are you kidding me? Um, no, my favorite, though. Okay, so they, they like, there's, they, um, Beth and Meg are trying to comfort um, uh, Joe. Joe. And then the, uh, the mom brings up uh, Amy to come see her. And she's like, look. I'm really sorry. The thing is, like, if I had burned one of your dresses or anything else that you have, you really wouldn't have cared. And I really, yeah. really wanted I really to hurt wanted you. This to hurt. I really wanted to hurt you, like, really badly. I did. I'm really sorry now. Like, because I, I got in trouble. But I'm sorry, but I really wanted to hurt you. But I told you I'm a stone cold bitch. And I fucking I, did, bitch. Did like, I? I told you. I warned you this would happen. Oh, it's very funny. We are. We all been new. Yeah, she is pretty monstrous. And then, yeah, she comes. So they they, they go to bed. Uh, she has a cute. Joe has a cute scene with uh, her mom where her mom is like, listen, you're very angry. And I all or no, that's actually after, isn't it? N- no. Yeah. The mom is like, listen, don't let the sun go down on your anger. You should just go ahead and forgive your sister already. And Joe is like, no, I don't want to. She doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Joe is like, no, fuck, fuck no. you. <laughs> fuck no. And the next thing I think is no, yeah. The next morning, um, Amy jo- is like Joe is like lifeless at the breakfast table, and Amy like skips down the stairs, smiling, and then is like, "Oh, she's still mad at me." Damn, you're still <laughs> mad about that? That was you're like still a few mad hours I ago. Your novel that you had to write by hand. Yeah, Joe like immediately leaves, and like Amy is like, "Why the fuck will she not be mad at me?" And the others are like, "Okay, just don't bring it up. Just go out and like." Just yeah. be nice to her. Lori and, shows yeah, up. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Joe and Lori are, like, going ice skating, and it's like, no, you can't come with us. I'm still fucking mad at you. Uh, yeah, Amy's like, wait, I don't get to come, and Joe's already gone. Joe's and like, fuck off. Beth is like, you know, um, she did suffer a pretty heavy loss, like, being very tactful, but also, like, Amy, you're kind of a monster about this. And then Joe is like, you know, just go after her. Um, say something nice to her, it'll all be fine. And I'm like, Meg, that was the worst advice you have ever given. <laughs> yeah, because like- Why do you think following her right now is the good way to go? You're gonna have to give her some space on this, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is cementing the point of the movie, which is Amy is chasing after Joe and Lori, and Lori could not give a single shit about Amy. And Joe is like, yeah, I hope it hurts, bitch. Um, <laughs> and- there is like when it when you see my face hope it gives you hell hope yeah it gives you hell Lori is like okay very important for you to know joe uh don't skate out into the middle of the water uh because the ice is thin out there stay by the edges uh and we won't tell amy about this 
And Amy's like, hey, I'm coming. And they're like, what? Can't hear you. And then uh, she falls into the water and starts drowning. And Joe's like, oh, shit. Yeah, so they pull her out. And then it's like, yeah, then Joe is like, oh, I'm starting to regret my actions. Damn, I'm feeling a little bad that my sister nearly just died because I was being a stone cold bitch. And then she, yeah, and then she has a moment where she's talking to her mom and she's just like, I'm so full of rage. I'm such a huge sicko. I'm so incredibly cruel and I love to be that. And I'm like, I think that's Amy. Yeah. They're both the same. Going off the situation that just happened, you were, I mean, you were being like, you know, big sister mean to her. And then she was like monstrously little sister mean to you. And then she almost drowned. It was, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where outside you're like, this isn't, you know. But um, yeah, it's a cute scene where she's just like, damn, I'm so full of anger and rage all the time. And the mom is just like, yeah, you remind me of me. And it's a, it's a very, uh, that's my... (laughs) The precursor to that's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Yeah. Um. The mom is like, that's my secret. I'm also a stone cold bitch. Yeah. All my on- all my enemies have fallen before me. You know the the pre the precursor to a nine year old movie at this point. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I assume this part was in the novel. Probably. But you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that that's why I see precursor. But yeah. Um. Uh, she's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, patience is like a hard-earned skill. I'm like nearly 40. So yeah, I've had some time to learn how to not like fly off the handle when I get angry and how um, not to kill somebody. And Joe is like, damn, I hope I'm like you when I grow up. And the mom is like, honestly, like you could do better. Yeah. Maybe get set higher expectations for yourself. Maybe, maybe keep your anger. Maybe kindle it a little, you know, you've got passion. Uh, where do we go from here? Yeah. Is this where so, we hop to Amy doing her paintings, but she's sad about it? Um, next up in my notes, uh, we, we, we get Meg going to a fancy dress party. And oh, that's right. Oh, her, her, very this cute, is... like, frilly dress that she borrowed. And mm-hmm. uh, Laurie is there, and, he, and he's like, wow, I don't, I don't like the dress, actually. I don't Why like was this, this guy. the exact same as the Frederick scene? Fuck this guy. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I just don't like it. I just He don't keeps going to parties with these sisters and being like, I don't know. I don't think it looks good on you. Anyways, bye. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really super go anywhere. But, you know, eventually Laurie is like, well, I don't like the dress, but I think you're beautiful. And then they dance and don't really interact more for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's their little girl pal. Um, but I did like the, um, uh, maybe nanosecond of queer bait in this scene of, um, Meg being like, oh, I'll be Daisy. Like, that was one of them calls her Daisy and like makes her borrow the dress. And she's like, oh, fun. And she's like, just having fun with the girls and twirling around and the girls are like, oh, everyone loves you. You'll keep the dress, won't you, Daisy? And she's like, ooh, like having, you know, and then, uh, Lori, comes out of nowhere and is like hey you don't really want to marry one of these guys this is a debutante ball what are you you know why the fuck are they calling you daisy why are they calling you daisy your name's meg like fucking fuck this guy shows up just to shit all over her party and i'm like you know let let daisy dance with the girls you know is that all right let her get some besties is that all right Lori? is that okay with you no he has to systematically destroy each of these women to get to Joe. But yeah, no, I did. I like, I, I had a second with this scene where I was like, damn, this is kind of coded. 
to me. Mm-hmm. She she definitely is not paying attention to the men here and is very like, wow, I'm wearing a pretty dress and I'm having so much fun with these girls, you know? I thought it was cute. Yeah, so then then we, you know, kick off another little side plot. This one, this one is like very sort of, you know, not really connected to much, but it's very nice and sweet and then very sad later because Beth, you know, um... Lori's grandfather invites Beth over to play the piano since, you know, his daughter isn't around to play it. And, you know, Beth loves playing the piano and she's like, oh, this piano is so nice. Are you really sure I can play it? And he's like, yes, please do. And then, you know, he, he, you know, she comes over and plays the piano and he's sort of like, you know, uh, you know, sits around and listens to her play, but like in secret, because I know. love that scene. It's adorable. I love when he just kind of like silently walks down the stairs and just sits down and is just kind of like enjoying the tune. And I'm just like, that's so cute. It's very nice. They're friends. And yeah. then he gets her a piano. Yeah, eventually, like it's a later scene, but he does gift her that piano, like puts it, gets it put in her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like after Beth, I think the implication might be after she got sick. Um, yeah, but. Beth makes him a pair of slippers to like thank him for you know letting her come over and play the piano, and then she's like, "Well, thank you for the slippers. I would love to repay the kindness," and just sends her the whole ass piano. Man, I fucked up as a child for not uh, being uh, nice and ethereal and getting in with a rich man who's lonely. Oh, for not yeah, being for real. Um, sickly and just having an air about you that yeah. you might die at any moment. <laughs> an air that I might perish simply. So please let me play your piano while simply, I still have the time. Simply before I perspire, then buy me a piano and maybe get me things. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We we haven't really talked about Beth much so far. That's so because she, she doesn't have a like... piano other than being the a personality other than being uh the sister who is always kind of nice and sweet and kind of in the background and oh god I hope yeah. she doesn't die. She's yeah, she's yeah I mean of, she is the she's, sickly one. Um, yeah, she's, she's kind of like the quiet little background. One. Yeah, she is like the quiet one out of the sisters. Again, she is always sort of in the background, but you know. And, you know, when when she does talk, she's, like, very straightforward, and, yeah, she's just very nice, and I like her, and, yeah, she's very happy to get the, to play the nice piano, and she's just very sincere and sweet. And I do- and I, can't, I hope she doesn't get scarlet fever. That would be crazy. I can't tell if the implication is that she was supposed to have been kind of- I mean- Especially in this era, having one child that's just kind of sickly was kind of a thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if she was, like, sick before the scarlet fever. I know that scarlet fever is one that, you know, kind of just takes its toll on you. And after it leaves, it can, like, come back, which it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't... There's, like, scenes where they're talking about, like... I can't tell if it's just because she's the youngest or... If I think it's she's just, like, the youngest that they the like one. They're talking about parties and stuff, and she's like, well, I don't have... Yeah, I don't want to go, but I wish I could hear the music and, like, different stuff like that, where it just... It felt like maybe she was the... And I also think sick. she was kind of the more sheltered one, because they all say later, they're like, oh, we've all had Scarlet Fever. She never got it. Well, Amy mm-hmm. hadn't. Sorry, either. Amy hadn't. That's why they uh, shelter her off. Mm-hmm. But... It's kind of implied that she's been more of a sheltered one. I just assumed that if she was sheltered, it probably was because she was like, I don't know. 
as someone who, uh, as a Victorian child would have died, I had pneumonia when I was like a couple months old. So I would have been one of, I, I literally would have been her just like bedridden, like, oh, I'm so ill. Please let me play your piano, sir. But, um, <laughs> you know. Well, whatever you do, don't try to help that poor sickly family down the street. But yeah, so I mean, that's. The, don't do it. The essence of her character. God will punish you for it. God will punish you for your good deed. I swear to God, if you go feed those poor sick children, I will give you the plague. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The essence of her character is that, you know, she's kind of, she's sweet. She's the youngest. She does what she's told. She's obedient and sweet and very, like, you know, kind of does seem like stay at home for most of the movie. Is this the part where the mom gets, uh, she's at, like, I think, like, a soup kitchen or something and... That she learns, like, oh, damn, I gotta go help the boys on the front. And so she uh, journeys off to help the boys in the war. Yeah. And she's like, okay. I think so. Actually. Or do we get that, the. That might not be for a little while. You life, brought up so. Beth next... and I went on a tangent, so I don't really yeah. know who we are. <laughs> yeah, my no, bad. the next one on my notes is like the scene in the present where Amy is like thinking about giving up on painting because like. Oh, she's a yeah. Really good painter, but she's not still not like good enough to like really get noticed or, or make any impact on the art world. I or, did like, like this. I did like. Yeah, I did like how she was like. Where Laurie is like, yeah, but you have, like, a lot of talent. Like, your art is amazing. And she's like, yeah, I have talent. I don't have genius. Mm-hmm. Like, all my art looks good, but it doesn't look unique. It, yeah, doesn't it doesn't stand out from all the other art in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laurie has, like, a little baby feminist moment where he's like, well, only men are really called geniuses. And maybe that's because the one who decides what genius is is all the men. And, you know, maybe that means that you shouldn't be so hard on your own work. And then, you know, Amy is like, listen, bitch. Yeah, this is where she gives her speech about, like, because I think also at this point he's like, you well, should yeah, she- like marry Fred because it you should marry me because you know I'm cool and sexy and I I'm kind of a dreamboat and she's like all marriage is transactional and I need to do this to literally survive. Yeah, because he says that like it, like the- I literally do not have the luxury of like marrying for love that just doesn't fucking exist for me. Yeah, yeah. she he he says his little feminist thing and she's like, yeah, it kind of cheers me up, but like you know whatever, like it, I it doesn't really matter because. I'm still gonna like meet Fred, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna do that?" Because he wants he he has the moment where he's like, "Oh, I'll let your final portrait be of me," and she's yeah, like, yeah. That's where I'm just kind of like, "Fuck this guy, fuck uh-huh. this fuck boy," like hate him. And then like Fred shows up, and she's like, "Oh, can you like help me unbutton out my smock?" And he does like a kid of like, "Oh, I'm unbuttoning this girl's smock." Oh, um, <laughs> and then she's like, "How do I look?" And he says, kind of like dejectedly like oh you look beautiful but then he thinks about it and he's like you are beautiful and i'm like okay that's cute yeah i'm like okay you got some boyfriend points back once yeah. again just really oscillating back and forth <laughs> complete, complete shithead and and kind of charming and nice this is the also the best um Amy is clearly just acting whenever she's around another man because, like, mm-hmm. Fred shows up and you can just hear in her voice that she is like, okay, line, because she just runs up. She's like, oh, my God, Fred, it's so nice to see you. Yeah, she says, like, I've missed you. <laughs> yeah, and it just sounds like the most stilted, like, oh, hi, I've ever heard in my life. 
Like, she's like, oh, wow, I'm so happy to see you. Mm-hmm. No, it's... Oh, wow, it's this wow. who I like. Wow, I'm so happy. Haha. The other thing I did like, this is also the scene where, because Timothy Chalamet is like, well, do you love him? And she's like, well, I think you can choose who you love, which I thought was cute. And, um, like, I think that really makes sense for her, like, philosophy, where she's like, yeah, like, I will make a family and I will choose every day to be with that person. And I think that's what, like, you know. That's kind of what love is, is you, like, making a decision to be with somebody for the rest of their life and to love them for, like, you know, everything that they are. And he's like, yeah, but, like, do you, like, love like love him? And she's like, listen, again, you have the choice to make. You are rich enough that you can make this decision on your own and you're a man. So, like, anything that, like, you're, like, you know, like, it makes that whole argument where she's like, yeah, like, if I made it as a painter and did really well, eventually when I get married, all of that wealth is going to go to my husband anyway. So I'm just going to marry rich. Don't tell me that that's not a value, a valid choice for me. And I, I love Amy. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to skip a cu- ahead a couple of scenes to, like, go to the next Laurie and Amy scene, because, you know, this is where Laurie makes his big play. He's like, don't marry Fred. I'm the one who loves you. And Amy is like... Oh, he's doing, like, little cute fuckboy shit where she's, like, mm-hmm. trying to draw, just, like, you know, in the grass and just mind her own damn business. And he's just, like doing, like, pouting faces and, like, just kicking his legs a little bit. And he's like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's all... And then, um, she... He hands... She hands him, like, a drawing that she did. Um, like, there's, like, one on top of the packet that she hands him, and then he pulls one out from the side and is like, and what's this one? And she's like, oh, that is of you on the beach the day that you introduced me to... Fred Vaughn, because we had gotten that flashback a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he like kind of looks at it for a little bit and then Oh is, shit, like, there is a cute moment. That's where sorry, I'm giving Laurie Boy from Pwn stuff. There is a cute moment on the beach where he's like he's kind of pestering Joe a little bit. Like he's like running back and forth and being annoying to her. Mm-hmm. And she like punches him hmm? You're okay, we're gonna go back to that scene, I think. Oh, okay. Sorry. He punches her in the shoulder, him in the shoulder, and he does like a cute little like turn on the dime and then just like put his hand in his pockets and stroll away and I'm just like okay that's cute <laughs> yeah unfortunately he does sometimes have some moves with it yeah he does smooth sometimes yeah yeah that's that's what we've been saying for this entire podcast unfortunately he does have his moments he schmoves mm-hmm. yeah as much of a weird skater boy that he is um yeah but so we're um in the the scene where they have their proposal like he kind of like sees this and like you know it does feel like he's been having this moment where he's like oh yeah amy has liked me all this time you know like realization and he's like hey don't marry him yeah and but amy is then like well i don't want to be your fucking consolation prize i don't want to be like my your second choice after my sister i don't want to be your fucking sloppy seconds dude Mm-hmm. Yeah, where she's like, I've spent my whole life kind of, like, playing second fiddle to Joe. I'm not gonna play second fiddle to her in love as well. And he's like, oh. Yeah, and she's like- That's what I've been doing. She, yeah, she's like, especially when, like, I literally have loved you all this time, and you have never, like, looked at me. So, that's the- good for her. Good for her sticking to her guns moment. 
Mm-hmm. I love some juicy drama. That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we mentioned we get the uh, the beach scene where, you know, everyone's having fun. Everyone's having a good time. Amy meets Fred Vaughn. Uh, uh, and so she literally walks up to him and says, hi, I'm Amy. I'm going to look you up when I get to London mm-hmm, someday. Mm-hmm. God, she's so good. She's constantly just being like, hi, here are my prospects. How much money do you have? She's on it all the time. Did we have the scene yet with her and Aunt March where Aunt March is like, listen, you are the only one in this family who can marry rich. So by God, you have to. Not yet. (laughs) Okay. 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 But yeah, at a point she, we get little scenes throughout this where Aunt March is constantly being like, listen, you are the only hope. Every single one of your family is fucking failures. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good scene. All we'll your, get to literally it. all your sisters fucked up. Like, <laughs> they all know. fucked up. One got scarlet fever like an idiot. The other married poor like a dumbass. And the other is just so that. Yeah, just 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 completely hopeless. Completely <laughs> lost cause. You're the only one who can get married. That's You're right. the only one who knows the game well enough to fucking do this. Joe also knows the game, but she has opted out of it, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, we're, uh, you know, it cuts straight from that fun, happy beach scene to a sad beach scene where it's just Joe and Beth, and Beth is dying. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. They're, like, cuddling yeah. together on the beach because uh, Joe was like, yep, I'm gonna take her there for some sea air. Um, and they're on the beach and, uh, she's writing stuff like for her as she's always like written stories to entertain Beth and Beth is like, you got to keep writing even after I'm gone. And Joe is like, girl, don't like, don't talk like that. And she's like, no, listen, like, you know, I'm gonna go like someday, you know, the tide Mm -hmm. only pulls out, like it might pull out slow, but it goes out and she's like, nope. Uh, Joe's like, I'll stop it. I stopped it before I can stop it again. But there's really like no hope in it like she says it and she's saying it to comfort her but it's kind of like they both know that it's just to comfort her and it's, yeah i think sarah Ronan does a really good job in this movie um, uh yeah i think the actress who plays beth does too i think they're they're both really good in all their scenes mm-hmm. together um and then during this is where we start kind of getting flashbacks to the first time that um beth got scarlet fever and we learned that yeah, yeah she it was when I think this is where we get the scene with like her mom kind of goes. Um, I think her her dad is in a hospital somewhere, so she goes to see him, and it's just the girls at home. Joe to like make money for her mom to travel, uh, cuts off her hair. Yeah, and is like I made twenty five dollars, and they're like, oh, this is Amy incredible line. Is they're all like, oh my god, you really did it. Amy's like, oh my god, the only good thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, girl. Amy rules. Amy She's does always rule. on it. But then it is Amy in the scene after that, too, where... Uh, um, yeah, Joe's, like, crying because she's like, what did I fucking do? I cut off all my hair. And yeah, she, Amy's she's just having like, a BPD moment. Yeah, and Amy's like, no, what you did was good. Yeah, like, she, she's I couldn't like, do it because I'm beautiful, but... She's like, oh, yeah, what you did was... Uh, she She's like, are you crying about dad? Like, are you worried about him? And she's like, no, I'm crying about my hair. And Amy's like, oh, girl, yeah, no, I would be crying, too. Which I just think is really cute. 
God, they're both the most stone cold bitches in it's the like, world. Yeah, and it's they like the, the one time they bond over something girly, and it is this where like Joe cut off all her hair to sell it for money, and Amy's like, Yeah, I feel it, girl. But like the moment where like Amy's like, Oh, you're probably thinking of others and thinking about dad, and then just Joe's like, No, I'm thinking about the fact that I got rid of my hair, and Amy's like, Wow. We're literally the same. No, I think I like, yeah. It's so good. There are a lot of moments where like, yeah, they are kind of the same person and they see themselves as so radically different, but they really are clashing because they're the same. They're the same fucking person and they can't stand it. They're the same with dissimilar goals, which I love. Once again, one opted out of the game and the other is like, I got to buy all the way into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They both saw the road ahead of them and they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> like as women, like, like you know, literally. they made their own like okay decision about it. Both of them were like, both of them at the same time were like, oh, there's a one clear choice here, and said the opposite thing, and we're just like, what the fuck? And they've been fighting ever since. <laughs> They're like, the fuck are you talking about? Um, yeah. So we 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 get the scene where in in the present where Fred proposes to Amy, but Ed. But Amy turns him down, oh no, because she wants to be with Laurie, but Laurie already left Europe to go home. Yeah, he already so. peaced out, and oh, this uh, is the good thing. Didn't he just go to London? Like, they're not in London, but he went to London? Yeah. They're both so. still in Europe, because when he, he goes home okay. with them from Europe. Yeah, because yeah. this is the part where, like, she's like, oh, uh, because Am March is like, hey, Lori was just here and she's like, oh, great. Where is he? And she's like, he left. Why? Why do you care? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh. Ooh, yeah, she's like, no. damn, I just Ooh. turned down my one prospect. I put all my eggs in that one basket, Fred Vaughn. And then I told him no because Lori made sad eyes at me. Yeah, I did that fucking face again. Uh-huh. Uh, man, I know I need to marry Rich and everything, but I... Just can't resist a fuck boy. But how uh, rich do damn. I need to marry? Because again, Lori is just, rich. Like yeah, can't resist a twink. Loaded. I can't resist a fucking twink. I just look at him. It's like I just want to bend him in half. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so missed communications. The timing is off. Lori is in London or whatever. Um, uh, Beth is having a or uh, not Beth. Amy is having a moment of oh damn, I fucked up. Yeah. Pick the wrong guy. Uh, and then from there is that... Um, yeah, uh, this we is where we get to, you know, the scene of, like, uh, you know, this this is one where it's, like, really cutting between the past and the present in, in a way that, like, feels very parallel, because, like, you know... In in the past, like, Beth is sick in bed, like, in the present, she's sick in bed, and then, you know, like, in the past, like, oh, Joe wakes up and and sees that Beth isn't there in bed, but she go to, goes downstairs, and, and Beth is at the breakfast table, she's she got better. better, and it's Christmas, and Dad came home, look, it's Yay. Bob Odenkirk. And Bob Odenkirk walks in the door, you better yeah. fucking and call Saul. And he fucking Saul. says... It's my little women, and I say, "Hey, hey!" Uh, but um, then in the present, uh, she wakes up, and Beth isn't there in the bed because she fucking died. Yeah, and it's she goes downstairs the same way, and her mom's sitting in the same seat, but uh, she's crying. And yeah, but Beth isn't hiding behind her. Yeah, and I did uh, once again acting. We gotta love it here. Um, yeah. 
just kind of how Joe is just kind of like numb to it at this point, and her mom is like sobbing, and she just kind of stands there. Like, you can tell she's breaking down, but she's just kind of like, yeah, I guess I have to be strong here, too. Yeah, again, it's, yeah, it's another moment of... I love acting. It's another moment of gender for Joe being, like, she's gonna be the strong one for her mom now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was cute. Yeah, and, like, Beth's death from, like, here on out, like, really shades the, um the present parts of the movie like that's just kind of in the background for all of it like you know there are scenes that are like literally happening like before and after the funeral like mm-hmm. yeah it's it's kind of just always there from here on out yeah did we so i think i remember the um Lori proposing to Joe scene maybe before this or is that coming up? That's coming That's up coming because up I think first. right after that like right before that is Joe and Lori. Okay. Okay. First we learn that uh Meg is getting married and yeah. and Joe is like okay, but here's here's the thing what if you didn't get married? What if actually we fucking ditched this place, we fucking blew this popsicle stand, That's ran away together, fucking lived out our artistic fantasies for the rest of our lives, and didn't subject ourselves to heterosexuality, which is obviously fake and something that neither of us cares about, and we both reject the premise of, right? But and also, Meg is like, no, I actually love the man. What she's are you like, I actually about? want to do this. It is cute because Joe immediately, once again, assuming the role of, like, the big brother or the husband in the situation. Because she is immediately just like, yeah, I would sew my writing and get a job and support us. I would even work at a factory. (laughs) And you could pursue your, like, acting career, and I would support you the whole time. And I'm just like, yeah, you're immediately just, like, reconstructing. Yeah, I would go to work, and you could pursue your artistic talents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she has this very, like, paternalistic like i will protect you guys i will i will be the breadwinner i will put the food on the table like you don't have to get married i don't want to put you in a situation where you're with somebody that you don't trust and meg is like i do trust him i love him and i want to build a life with him and she cannot fathom that which i love also joe is very sad because it's like well damn shit does that mean i'm losing my sister then Mm -hmm. yeah and she is like also like oh this is what it means to grow up yeah, in this world is to like sell yourself out to abandon your dreams to settle down and like form a family. Yeah, like and childhood like, is over. Time she's to like, get I married. fucking hate this. And Meg is like, no, I like it. Compulsory heterosexuality is the villain of this movie. That's right. Um. I don't really have a lot to say during the wedding. Uh, Aunt March is being really funny. I do have to I say I didn't write down anything specific that she said. Said I just have she's to just know like being Aunt a March huge bitch. Such a bitch. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. No, she is just like being cast, like so catty, like directly in front of everyone about you know how 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 much of a dumbass is Meg. How much of a dumbass Meg is for marrying poor. She's like yeah, wow, it's Meg's fucking up, so- wedding day, and she's like, oh well, you fucked up. There Have a good life, dumbass. So bad, like, just like her mother did for marrying my loser ass brother. <laughs> There's a really cute scene um, where first the old grandpa uh, walks up and he tries to ask for a dance. She's like, fuck no, dude, I'm not dancing with you. And then fucking Lori walks up two minutes later and asks for a dance. And she's like, what the fuck? No. And he's like, see, I tried. 
It's like, I'm not dancing with that skinny little twink. Um, I would break him like a toothpick. This is, once again, uh, points in Amy and Joe are the same fucking person. Because uh, Aunt March, like, talks to Amy, and then Amy, Amy runs over... And it's just like, oh my god, Aunt March is going to Europe. And Joe is immediately like, oh, and she's taking me? And Amy's like, no, bitch, she's taking me. And Joe's like, why? Mm-hmm. It's so good. Joe doesn't even want to go. She doesn't like the woman. She's like, obviously it would be me, though, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, there is an element that she... Th- it kind of does feel like she thought she might have aunt march's support like if she you know wanted to really try and make her own way but aunt march was really just saying no unless you decide that you want to marry rich i'm not gonna help you i mean it's like joe amelia seems like yeah i'm like the best out of the bunch uh-huh obviously like if someone's going to get to pursue their career and their dreams it's gonna be me and amy's like you didn't play the fucking game right that's right you, you have to play the game you didn't play the game you're not gonna get to go to the next stage and she's yeah, like fuck Jill off doesn't understand that like this europe trip isn't for pursuing your artistic passions it's actually for finding a man it's actually for getting sold um exactly. and even amy when she gets there is like yeah well i also want to finish my painting lessons and aunt march is like oh well yeah <laughs> she's like yeah okay yeah, but- sure sure totally totally uh-huh. take those silly silly little painting lessons yeah whatever um, also also like honestly very easy to read aunt march as as asexual like you know just because of like the way she talks about marriage being like so confining and so transactional just like which is the truth but just like she does not even entertain the idea of like um uh you know love being a factor in it i mean you know it is like the great thing where it's like Joe, both Joe and Amy are kind of looking at the dark mirror of what they could become. And it's like Aunt March, who like understood the game and played it to its like perfect completion and is just miserable because of it. She's like, that is the world. It is, you have to be miserable if you want to like carve out any piece of this part of your like life in this world. And Amy's like, I guess, I guess that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have my own mansion and I just got to be miserable doing it. And Joe's like, fuck no, dude. Because also that is an interesting thing because she never did get married. She just had the money. And if she had gotten married, it wouldn't be hers. Yeah. Like, so there is that other element to it where like she, she had kind of everything that Joe wants. She like ended up with the money and with everything, but she never sees like her, like relatives and she doesn't have a family of her own. There's no one with her in that empty house. And, like, Amy's kind of at it from the other side, where it's, like, there is, like, an amount that you have to play the game. But for Amy, the better option for that is to marry someone. So then, like, you are stuck with them forever, but you're secure, you know? Yeah. It's, like, they're both looking at the darkest path for each other, and they're just kind of like, I mean, I guess if that's what I gotta do. Yeah. And they both, like, end up rejecting it, and Aunt Marge is like, wow, you both fucked up big time. I'll never die. Aunt Marge is somehow the best and worst path for both of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, this is the scene where yeah, next is the scene where where Joe turns down Laurie. Yeah, this is where he's like, why like don't we get married? Big, yeah, this is like her like big sort of defining like bitch I'm Arrowace moment. Um, yeah, her big like. Again. Even if we got married, we would be miserable with each other. Even if you like me, you don't like what I want to do. And he's like, I could. And she's like, no, you fucking wouldn't. And also, I would hate being married to you. Speaking again of the parallels. Yeah. Also, I just, you know, I like you as a friend. I, j- I simply don't fall in love, though. And I never will. Never will, I swear to God. That's right. Um, Speaking of the parallels, I do love that both Amy and Joe said... The first thing out of their mouth was no uh, when he was proposing to them. But it bo- in both cases, it wasn't like, no, I won't marry you. It was no, don't ask me. Yeah. Like, in both don't. cases, it was do not ask me that right now. It was for different reasons. Amy didn't want to be asked after Joe was already asked. But Joe was like, just don't ask me at all. But I just thought it was funny yeah. that both times, like, Lori is coming forward like, should we do this? And they're both like, no, do not, do not go there. Do not have this conversation with me right now. I just thought yeah. that was a funny parallel. Yeah. And, and yeah, for, for Amy, it's very much like, no, don't ask me this because it will ruin my, my fucking plans. And, you know, all, you know, the, 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 the fucking goal I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. And for Joe, it's like, no, don't ask because you're about to fuck up our friendship completely. Man. Yeah. You're about he to. Does. Yeah, he does fully. Um, this man really just coming in here and ruining everything, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is where he gives his like big fuckboy speech where he's like, uh, she's like, I don't think I'll ever love. Like, I don't think I'll ever love in that way. And he's like, no, you will. You'll find a man who you'll, who you'll love and you'll be dedicated to and want to settle down with. And me, well, I'll just sit by and watch. And I'm just like, ew. Uh-huh. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Um, this is kind of, is this where we cut back to the present where kind of Joe is, you know, sad because she lost her sister and doesn't really know what to do with her life anymore. And she's like, I'm fucking lonely. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should fuck Lori. Yeah, and maybe I'll marry like, Lori no, just you because don't. like, I'm fucking desperate and lonely and my life doesn't seem to be going well at all. And, you know, marriage seems to be working out for other people. Maybe I'll just fucking do it, even though I don't want to. Yeah, because she, I think this is where, like, earlier, when Beth was, like, sick before, Meg was also helping watch her. And her husband shows up and is like... Hey, sorry, it's been a few days. And she's like, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'll come home and like watch the kids. I'm sorry, just watching Beth. And he's like, no, no, you're good, you're good, you're fine, you're fine. Um, and she's like, oh, well, uh, and he's like, no, go sell your dress. Like, go get that dress made, go get that beautiful fabric to what you want. And she's like, oh, but I sold it so you can get a new coat. And he's like, oh, I love you. And like, Joe is just kind of watching from the window, like, huh. Yeah, she's like, damn, maybe I do want a companion. She's like, huh. Maybe That's I do, weird. Maybe I do want companionship and to build a life with somebody. That's she, fucked up. She's like, damn, that's weird. Fucked up um, how the only way to do that involves love. Uh, and then she's, this is really a good scene where she's just kind of like, I don't know, I want to be loved. And her mom's like, but do you love him? And she's like, well, I like that he loves me. And she's like, that's not what love is, though. Yeah. You can't just want someone's attention and think that's what it means to, like, 
care for them. Mm-hmm. And then she has her her kind of kind of famous speech, yeah, uh, especially from this movie again. Props to Sheer. Searsha Ronan. Yeah. Um, for, um, you know, she, she gives the speech where she's like, you know, like everyone looks down on women. Like they, they, they say that they just exist to be wives and to be pretty and to be loved and all of this. And I hate all of that. And I really want to be seen in my own right as a person with a soul and a being and everything, but I'm so lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a really cute scene, and it does. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Also, like very like relatable ace. You know, uh, again, like very ace energy of just like God. I want so badly to be recognized for the parts of you, you know. Absolutely. Recognized yeah, outside of like my romantic availability because like I'm not romantically available and fucking society is just like not down for that, you know? Yeah, but like even like when you, I mean, it goes back to her like thing with Lori where she's like, don't ask me that, which is always the kind of like you have a beautiful friendship with someone and then you're just always in the back of your mind where like, I swear to God, if they try to turn this romantic, I swear to God, Mm -hmm. I swear, I can't, I can't deal with it. And you're always waiting for the moment where they're like, hey, we are really good together, right? And you're just like, fuck, fuck, no, it's ruined. It's all just ruined now. No, please, we can't do friends to lovers. God, no. It is. (laughs) No, please, God, no. It is. I do think it's really, yeah, I mean, it's super relatable. It it, it, it cuts. Um, It's very and in this moment where she's like desperate and she's like i mean i guess i'll just try it with laurie i guess i'll just say i love him and see where that goes for me mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's it's very the like again for this time especially like you know there wasn't a lot of you know you can't just move in with someone yeah then just on paper like you it just wasn't done you gotta you can't make it really seem it. like it's a marriage yeah and so like there's really if she like humans are social creatures and unless she like becomes aunt march and tries to like you know have some sort of contact with her sisters but not her own family like there is no path for her to have like constant social like again that wouldn't be that path she has no real way forward except for marriage to have like a companionship like a partnership for her life and you know Mm -hmm. she kind of does seem in that where most of the time she doesn't want that but again like human social creatures like yeah yeah. most of the time she is really repulsed by that and is like yeah no i don't think like you know I just, I don't think I'm cut out for that. I think I don't, I I would feel tied down. But then there are those moments of weakness that you have that you're like, damn, but like, when I wake up every single day and there's no one next to me, like, fuck, that's lonely. Mm -hmm. And like, conceptualizing that forever, that's hard. And especially for her knowing that if she never gets, like, if she does make any wealth for herself... which she wants to do and make a name for herself if she gets married that name won't be hers and that money won't be hers like having all that go into it too like i don't know it's it's very complex and i think that scene especially is just cool that like moment of weakness for her where she's like i really don't love him but i want to have love sometimes you just want someone to hug you when you're sad yeah yeah sometimes you just want uh the emotional connection that being with another human can bring you, but you're like, I don't want the expectation and like 
commitment's not the right word, but like the pressure of being like, and this is the one human you have to get that from, you know? Yeah. This is like, yeah, the fucking prescriptiveness of, of like this, like typical, you know, the like ideal omatonormative like relationship and just like everything that comes with that, you you know, the, 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 the way it, you know, the, the way it's like, you know, typically presented is just like, you know, there are, you know, there might be aspects of, <coughs> you know, a, a typical romantic relationship that you want, but just like there are so many like other expectations and that, that, and, you know, that, that come with that. And, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. It, it's, it's rough. No, <laughs> yeah, no. It's, I get you completely. It's, 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 it's complicated. <laughs> It's something that brings up all the, like, Aerowace feelings, like, especially aromantic for this scene specifically, because it's just like, you know, it's very hard when you're in that place where you're like, I want a friendship that is a partnership, you know? Like, because it does feel like that is what she wants. She wants someone who will be with her always, but not a romantic relationship. She just, and again, especially, she does not want to be someone's wife. That's even explicitly laid out in this scene where she's just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to lose my identity as a person to like becoming someone's wife. Like that, that sounds so alien and foreign to every part of my being. It's not something I want. So I think there's an extra layer. I mean, I think historically too, I think there's an extra layer of like how spinsters, lesbians, and asexuals kind of overlap where like, Mm -hmm. um, it's just sort of a part of both feminism and asexuality and lesbianism that all of those are kind of connected to each other, that women always have had this expectation that one day they will get married. And if they don't, there's something wrong with them. And what's wrong with them could be one of several things, but you know, like that's, it's there but that if you want to keep your identity you kind of have to pick something that's wrong with you you know and stick to mm-hmm. it and really stick to your guns about never giving that up and it's it's interesting for her and i like it in this scene how it's explored I, I i do think again i think the multiple readings of this kind of uh, t- uh with the time period especially um make it really interesting like um like i said i kind of have my like trans mask reading where i think like if she had been in a position to be a husband rather than a wife she might not be so against the idea of companionship and partnership we don't know i still definitely think the asexual aromantic reading is very strong especially in this telling of it like but like i think like i think it has a multiplicity to it that's really interesting too yeah, it's definitely a thing where, like, you know, it is, it is, it's very much coming from a place of, like, the social pressures at the time, you know, but also it still feels, like, very relatable, and, you know, it's it's very easy to draw those parallels between, like, the, the, social, para- the, the social pressures of the time and the social pressures now, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that messiness of, like, well, I'm in a society that, like, values masculinity, that values, like, the idea of being a man so much in the idea of independence. Do I want independence for this fact that I feel, like, arrowed, that I feel asexual? Or do I want the independence as the idea of, like, do I want to be a man to gain that independence, to be arrowed, to be asexual, to not have to conform to those standards that women are conformed to? Or do I want that as a part of that, like, is that also something that I just want and they play into each other 
or do I not want that at all? And it's yeah. <laughs> The complexity, again, of the asexual aromantic experience where you're like, I kind of want these things, but I don't want them the same way other people do. And that part, that's part of what makes it complicated is that she kind of does want Lori, but she knows that Lori is in love with her and always has been. And that those two in a partnership would not work, even if she did want a partnership. And then in her moment of weakness, she goes back on that and is like, well, maybe I could make it work with him. I really do love him. Like, you know, again, it's, it goes back to that, like, complexity of maybe there is something wrong with me. Like, maybe yeah, I'll just... Yeah, and it goes to the complexity of, yeah. like, maybe I'm missing something here. Yeah. Like, maybe that is what romantic interest is. Maybe it is just, even though it feels gross, it feels wrong to me. Maybe I'm just, I looked at it the wrong way. Maybe everyone feels scared and very wrong when they can mm-hmm. contemplate yeah. the idea of marriage. Like, that's an arrowiest thing very, very much. Like, it's... Yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it it very much feels like she's saying like, well, I don't want to I, I don't want to get married because I would like have to give up my individuality and like my identity as a creative person, you know, and it would just, you know, all become like overshadowed by my identity and my life as as like a wife. But, you know, I, it's very much giving me like the impression that like she's kind of you know, there's truth to that, but also, like, she's saying it because, like, she doesn't, can't, or doesn't really know how to say that, like, kind of, like, deflecting from the fact that, you know, that, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Sorry, I'm getting a little stuck. It's just, like, I very much get the sense that, like, you know, she... Yeah, she she has that like that very arrow discomfort with like the whole uh, idea of like marriage and relationships and she is like framing it that way because like she doesn't really know how to express that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely It's all a good uh, uh... This we're getting really into the meat of like what makes this so interesting as like a mm-hmm. queer reading and um, I'm exactly it. yeah. it's very cool. Um, I'm glad, uh, so glad to be back in 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 the Ace Agenda episode. I'm love, I love it here. We gotta get it. We gotta every so often. We gotta be like, hey, let's mm-hmm. fucking go. It's so. I mean, yeah. There's even though this book was written a long time ago, there. There's still so few things that have, like, a valid asexual reading in, like, the popular yeah. uh, media sphere. And I, I think it's really cool that we get to explore one that, again, is, like, fairly well-known and popular. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I picked this one specifically because, like, I was, I, I literally was like, okay, it's been a while since we've done, like, a proper ace one. Mm-hmm. What media out there you know, what media is out there that has, like, a good, solid, like, asexual interpretation to it? Like, what's the fucking asexual, like, queer reading pieces of media out there? What's, like, the queer bait for aces? And <laughs> you fucking chose I thought right. of this and nothing else. You fucking yep. chose right is the thing about that. <laughs> no, you chose a very good one. <clears throat> we, yeah, that'll have to be, like, a side, like, back back burner like we'll all have to like try to come up with things because it's so cool when we actually get to talk about something that has an ace read 
Yeah, I, sh- I should also say I'm definitely like not the first one to have this take. In fact, the reason I watched this movie in the first place, like back when it was newer, was because I had like heard, y- you know, people in the ace communities like talking about that read, that particular read of this movie. Mm-hmm. So shout out to asexuals. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Okay. The rest of the movie kind of goes in a blur for me because this is where she, um, Writes a big letter to Laurie being like, I love you, blah, 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 I think, marry me. Uh, and she, and then she meets- puts it in like their secret childhood clubhouse mailbox. And then she can't the next leave time she talks to Laurie, he's like, I'm marrying Amy. I'm married already. Yeah, he's like, oh, I married already. And she's like, what the fuck? You got married? And he's like, yeah. You so didn't want to do like, it, so I had to pull the trigger on it eventually. Yeah, and he's like, so, so then Joe you was know, like, hmm, I'd better better get rid of that letter. Better go tear it up and throw it in the lake. She's like, oh, I'll be right back, bro. I do love when uh, she sees Amy, and Amy's like, oh my god, are you mad at me for doing this? And she's like, no, I'm so happy. And Amy's like, oh, thank God, that would have been so awkward. And they just hug, and like Joe just has the like, oh god damn it, I gotta get to that, I gotta get to that mailbox fast. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, shit, did he read it already? Yeah. Lori having another fuckboy moment of, like... Yeah. Even though I married your sister, we should still be friends. I love our friendship. It's so great. Like, bitch, you were the one who cut her off. Like, bitch, shut up. Yeah, you cut her off for, like, months. Fuck you. Um, I Uh, did, though, I did Which one of these, um... Do you think Lori or Joe would listen to, um... Uh... Oh god, what the fuck was you didn't have to cut me off song. What the fuck? <laughs> somebody I used to know. Yeah, somebody I used to know. Which one do you think would blare that like? No, that's all absolutely the time? a Lori. Yeah, that's Lori, like two AM, like house across from theirs, and just be you didn't have to <laughs> cut me off. And, and she's Joe's, like, You cut me off, asshole. Joe is like sitting there and they're like, Why does he keep playing that? And she's like, Don't fucking ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good. I did think that it was when, when he comes back and he, uh, specifically the line where he's like, you know, I did kind of think about it and I think you're right. We would have probably driven each other crazy because, mm-hmm. uh, we would have, tr- again, what it sounds to me like Joe was saying is like, uh, what, cause what she says is you would have hated that I was writing all the time. Uh, and I would have hated whatever you were doing and we would fight. It like sounds very much like she's like, yeah, I would want to be the breadwinner and you would have to be the wife and you wouldn't do that. But it also sounds like you would hate that I was like pursuing my creative interests and not like wanting to be invested in that romantic relationship. And you, I would hate that you kept trying to get me invested in a romantic relationship once we got married. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like that too. you would hate that you would be like, okay, it's time to like, you know, do the family thing, and she'd be like, fuck, no. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely there, too. But yeah, I think, I did think it was cute that he comes back and is like, yeah, I mean, you were kind of right that, like, you know, we would have picked at each other, and it wouldn't have been good, and mm-hmm. although it's maybe a little weird that I'm going from you to your sister, I do... <laughs> it's a little weird I that I did her in a different her be... way than you. I, you know... It is a little weird that I did convince her it's okay to be, um, seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. Also, like, make no mistake, the whole, like, oh, we would, you know, we probably wouldn't have worked. We probably would have hated each other. It very much reads to me as him being sour grapes about it, you know? I, he is such a fuckboy. I just... He's such a fuckboy. <laughs> <I, laughs> he sucks. Like, it keeps happening. 
He there's he has one more scene later where like he's doing like a uh, Timothy Chalamet slightly charming thing. Um but then it immediately uh goes to um She's like trying, they're like, oh my god, you should chase that uh, beautiful French boy who uh, negs you a little bit. And he's just like, wow, I didn't think I would ever be in the position where I'm uh, helping uh, Joe pursue another man. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're married. You're married and you have a wife and she's in this room. Shut up. Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't know. Like, going back to like the meta narrative of it all, that feel that. So much of the dialogue in this movie feels really natural and just like, you know, delivered very naturally. Like, the you know, the char- you know, when the characters are all in a scene together, you know, they, they really kind of feel like a family, like talking over each other and like, yeah. And, and like that line stood out to me so much as like feeling like very written and very performed, like, Going back to the meta narrative, like mm-hmm. I, that feels very intentional to me. Of just like a, a, a fucking line that you would put in a rom com, probably. I agree because that whole ending scene was like making me so mad. And then it's like where she shuts the door and turns around, and everyone is there, like looking at her and being like, "Are you gonna go chase him? Like, what's going on? He doesn't yeah. want to go to California." It all felt that whole entire dinner scene and everything leading up mm-hmm. to it, and then all of that felt so forced. And then the meta narrative starts like flashing in between scenes and I'm like yeah, oh okay intercut oh, there with, is like, her fucking last minute romance with the shitty professor is oh, like there is such a know, good her moment going though. to the publisher and like the publisher being like okay I will reluctantly publish this book of yours little women but only if your protagonist gets married in the end mm-hmm. and there is know, such Joe a is like oh go ahead so I'm just when he is like, oh, I'm I'm going to California, and he like he does. She's like, oh well, thanks for visiting, and he's just like, if you're ever in California, you know, you should look me up. And she's like, I don't think I'm gonna go there, but thanks for the offer. And I'm just like, <laughs> hell yeah, how fucking yeah. She fucking looked at him and said, why would I go to California? Like you could just hear the gunshot in the background. Just that's right. <laughs> Shot him dead on her doorstep. <laughs> Just uh, the yeah, most powerful and intentionally not reading romantic cues, just being like, I'm just gonna slide that one away. Yeah, but you know, the publisher is like telling her how, you know, she has to like put, you know, the audience just isn't gonna buy it if like the, you know, the woman isn't married by the end. That's all they want to see. They want the fucking romance. They, they love the slop. And Joe is like, uh, literally the character for the whole book has been saying how she doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want you know? the slop. It's not like the thing that will bring her fulfillment in her life. Like why, why that ending makes zero goddamn sense and I don't want to do it. And the publisher is like, well, you have to. And, you know, this is like being intercut with, you know, like everyone telling her to chase after her mans and like fucking running after him in the rain before he can catch the train and being like, oh, I love you. I love you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Kind of like in the meta narrative sense. This is also where the characters kind of like recede to like, what if like someone wrote a fan fiction of these characters and they had to like, yeah, grab the most basic personality traits from them and be like, okay, this is them. Because, like, the sisters are, like, they stop really acting like themselves, and they're just being like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so happy for you, oh my god, you should go, oh, I'm, we're just, oh, we're, like, doting on you through the whole entire carriage ride. And, like, obviously, Laurie gets his, 
oh, well, I never thought I would, like, see, be the one helping her get a man, but oh, whoop-dee-doo. And, like, the whole time, Joe just kind of doesn't have, like, any, she doesn't have, like, any opinion on it other than just being, like, kind of, like, that's nice. This is nice. Yeah, I'm glad I'm doing once this. once again, just like it everybody. It feels like someone just got possessed. Just like everybody, her whole life was apparently telling her and Lori that they would, they, that they thought that they were going to get married. Like the grandfather, like the, everybody was just like, oh yeah, that'll happen one day. Uh, it's Joe turning around and everyone going, you are in love with that professor. I have never seen you so happy. And her going, what? That's crazy. Oh, there was a great moment where like, uh, this professor's so shitty. Um, in the, Bart, where they're all just kind of sitting around at, like, Christmas, just enjoying each other's time, just whatever. He's, like, sitting in a chair kind of far away from everyone, but conveniently, like, near the piano. And unprompted by everyone, he's like, so you guys have a piano? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, yeah, our sister used to play at Beth. She was really good. And he, and they're like, oh, do you play? And he's like, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Not even like, oh, no, no, I, I dabble a little bit. Just, yeah, I do. And they're like, you should play. And he's like, I wouldn't want to waste your guys' time. And then he immediately gets up and starts playing, and I'm like, this guy also sucks so bad. <laughs> he sucks so bad. He just feels yeah. so awkward and sexless to me. Like, he's <laughs> like, just there, and he's just like, oh, I wouldn't want to impose, and they're both, they're all like, nope, go ahead. Like, we're all You brought up the fucking having piano, this conversation. Dude. Like, they're not pissed at him. They're just, it just feels like he ha- he's a very much fish out of water, and it doesn't make any sense that they're all like, woohoo! <laughs> Go after him, girl. Yeah, especially because it's not like Joe is sitting near him or, like, next to him or they're kind of bumping into each other and exchanging glances. She is sitting, like, far away, huddled behind her mother the whole time. She is, like... And when he starts playing, he she very specifically thinks about Beth and it's just, like... She's, like, oh, yeah, I like being reminded of my sister and not immediately just, like, wow, he's he's kind of beautiful, isn't he? She's (laughs) just kind of, like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, the fucking scene where everyone is like, wow, you're so in love. The movie is really gaslighting you into thinking they had any chemistry at all. Mm-hmm. Especially as intended. Like, really, this this whole fucking movie is, like, very explicitly being like, no, this is the wrong ending for the character. This is, you know, this is the wrong ending for the book. Like, clearly, it was not supposed to be like this. And, Mm. like, that is actually, like, further evidenced by, like, you know, obviously Joe being a stand-in for for the writer, Louisa May Alcott, who never got married. Huh? Isn't that... Um... So we're kind of at the ending now. We skipped over slightly that Aunt March died and left her entire big yeah. McMansion to uh, yeah. Joe. And they're like, why? And she's like, uh, probably because we're the same fucking person. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Joe was like, man, man, what should I do in order to piss her off the most? Maybe God, turn they it rule. into a co-ed school. That's yeah, right. Amy's like, you should probably like do something pretty frivolous with it. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to turn into a co-ed school. And I'm like, God, these do rule. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, also like just a little... Yeah, just a nice little moment where, you know, where uh, Joe is like, man, I have my funny little book that I wrote for Beth, but, you know, who, it's just, you know, kind it's of like us. little unimportant stories. Who would ever read this? And Amy is like, 
well, maybe they would read it, you know, maybe maybe the reason no one reads it is just because, like, no one has fucking thought to write it yet. You know, maybe people would be invested in, in, in you know, these little, like, low stakes, just like, uh, uh, little, little bits of family drama. Maybe you should go invent the slice of life genre. I am so glad we both came to the same conclusion. Maybe you should invent mm-hmm. slice of life anime. That's right. Um, yeah. This is a, uh. Maybe you should invent the anime time skip. <laughs> this is, um, a drop in the bucket for, or a drop in the coin jar for Sky's, uh, Lori just wants to be a fucking wife. Mm-hmm. Is we're, like, getting the interspersed parts where her book is getting published and, like, we're getting, like, the idyllic scene of, like, everyone's life where she has her big school and all the children are running around and, like, everyone's doing their own creative pursuits. And, like, we get Lori, who's just kind of goofing off, and then, like, Amy walks onto the scene, and immediately, like, hands him the baby they had, and he immediately enters, like, wife mode. Yep. Mm. And she's just like, here's your child, bye. He's just taking care of the baby. And I'm just kind of like, hell yeah. Yeah. This guy just wants to be the wife. He wants to be wifed up so bad. He wants to be wifed up so bad. He has no prospects. He's a rich boy with nothing to prove. He needs to be wifed off to uh, someone who needs a nice dowry. Uh, And I also would like to point out that once again, even in this ending scene where she's like clearly writing the most idyllic end to her book, uh, I think I... I think she, like, slightly interacts with her shitty French husband, like, once. Like, no, she's... yeah, even in her idyllic ending for the book, her <laughs> shitty French husband is, like, can is like helping the, like, uh... Kids do, like, painting? Uh, no, 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 I think they're, uh, it's a string quartet, and he's, oh, like, yeah. instructing them a little bit. He's instructing them with the string quartet, and she, like, lightly passes by him and, like, nods or something. Yeah, they kind or, of like, make he... eye contact while she walks past to bring the cake to her mom. <laughs> she gives him the eye contact of, like, we may be married, but I'm not fucking touching you. That's right. So that's that's pretty much the movie. That's, and that's... her her real ending, like, in, outside of the meta is, like, instead of her... She gets get... her book published. Yeah, instead of her getting her husband, it's her getting the first copy of, of uh, Little Women. Which yeah, is very, and she, very like, cute. has all the rights to it secured, and she, like, basically yeah, she, is like i'm getting ready to my empire because the thing the guy was like yeah i'll give you like 500 if i can have the rights to your characters and she's like why and he's like oh you know for sequels spinoffs like selling their like names and things and she's like no i kind of want control of that mm-hmm. i want control of like my estate and what is done with my characters thank you yeah so that's yeah, little so women. She yeah, she kept the copyright and then the series became huge and got an anime adaptation. So it got three anime adaptations and a K drama. Exactly. Alright, do we, we we've been going for two hours. Do we wanna jump straight into our rankings? Yeah, let's jump I think yeah. we already covered like all the queer narratives yeah. in this. Um the yeah, only one yeah, that we, we missed, I think, was there was a just a brief little scene where uh Ah, shit. Uh, Joe, like, does a cute little proposal to Lori, and that clearly, like, set his heart a-fluttering. Like, she bows down on one knee and gives him, like, a pretty rock she found, and is like, (laughs) pretty things have to be taken care of, huh? And, like, slaps him on the shoulder, and I was like, that was such a beautiful butch femme moment. Is that at the beach where he, uh, does his funny little turnaround? I can't remember. I think that might be it, because she, like, slaps him on the shoulder, and he immediately has to walk away, because he's so, like flustered yeah he's like oh shit he got she got down on one knee for him and, and called he's like him pretty and he was so flustered he's like oh shit i gotta get wiped away. up right the fuck now 
So yeah, that's my last on the um, Butch, Joe, Femme, uh, Lori agenda. Yeah, that's where I gave him some boyfriend points, because I'm like, that funny little turnaround is so cute. That's a girlfriend point. Yeah, sorry, that's my <laughs> girlfriend points for Lori. <laughs> Uh, I hate so to be so gender reductive, but I really like, especially for this time period when like, you know, if you were trans, you were like, you know, either trans trans or nothing, you know, and it was very secretive. If you were like, I just I, I, I have gender feelings about this, too. <laughs> um, how do we want to do our rankings? Um, let's let's do we want to just start with no hetero? Yeah, no hetero. Honestly, How? I'm kind of leaning towards a six, because, like, not only do we have, like, the very strong ace reading, like, the fucking gender nonconformity of it, but, like, also when it gives us the no homo, it is also, like, fuck the no homo, we hate this shit. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. like, the full thing is the meta narrative of her staying there and being like, okay, but, like, I'm explicitly looking, I am looking the audience in the eye and being like, this is all bullshit, and I did this to sell copies. You get that, right? It goes you fucking get that hard on, like, the non-straight reading. Mm-hmm. Like, you get that? That is bullshit, and this character would not be into this? Do you guys understand? Mm-hmm. Do you understand this? Young man, I'm speaking directly into your ear. Yeah, again, this is where I was like, I really want to read the <coughs> original so that I can feel, like, how that ending would have made me feel just reading the book, because watching mm-hmm. this, I definitely oh, like- felt furious when the ending was coming and before it was showing that like this was like the ending of the story but not actually like Louisa May Alcott's like ending you know from from what I understand, people were real pissed about about how she got together with the professor. Like because the people who wanted her to be in a relationship wanted her to be in a relationship with Laurie, and then just this like shitty old man kind of comes out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. she just well, let me someone. tell you, the moment she started having feelings for Laurie, I also uh, started hitting the doom button. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. I've that is such a big like panic lights in my eyes. Uh, uh, it's just a really like uh, classic media queer bait move where they're like, "Oh, you have to marry her off," and they're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. well, I can't marry her to like the quote unquote love interest because like the whole point was that she wasn't going to get married at all." So I guess I'll just invent some fuck to come in and then everyone who was like rooting for her to not get married <coughs> at the end because that is her yeah. narrative arc was like fuck that sucks and everyone who wanted the classic ending of Lori was like no fuck you it's terrible yeah, it's just like, losing on all sides it's just like the deep feeling where you watch anything where like oh these characters are nice together and you're like is this character gonna get with like that one character who they had one interaction with? Like one like salient, like kind of nice interaction with? Is that what is gonna happen? They're gonna come back in the final arc and it's gonna be like, oh, I'm I'm blushing, I'm stammering all of a sudden. I'm like, oh fuck no. Oh my god, Friedrich is the Sakura of this. Movie. <laughs> it's it's the fucking I was thinking because I have this kind of impending dread in my brain the entire Ranking of Kings is not over. At all. Mm-hmm. And I keep having this impending dread when I rewatch it. I'm just like, is is Kage gonna get with that weird, like, snake girl that, like, helped him that one time? Is that what's gonna be the end of this? Is, like, she's gonna come back in one last arc and he's gonna be like, oh, 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 I'm stammering. I'm like, I'm so scared of it. I'm like, my brain is so conditioned for, like, the Sakura to come back. <laughs> oh, I'm just like, I'm so scared. I'm just like, oh, god damn it. There's gonna be, like, a character who was in this once. 
Also, Nardo, it's like the fucking Hinata thing where like Hinata's always in the background. I was Nardo's gonna like, say, I think Fred, uh, the Friedrich, whatever. I think he's the the Hinata. Yeah, where Lori is Sakura. Yeah, Lori is Sakura, where he just won't fucking leave you alone, no matter how mean <laughs> you are to him. And Friedrich is the one who's just like weirdly obsessed with you, and you're like, I'm not interested, dude. And he's like, But what if you were? And what if I was interested in you? And you're like, Oh. Oh, I never oh. thought of it like that. Damn. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm glad we got that sorted out. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with, with the six. six. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jinx. Um, mm-hmm. What are we for no homo? Remembering that the no meta narrative is, is complicated. It's quite literally very like... high or very low, because she does get straight married in the end, but... Are we gonna have another imaginary like... number? No, she doesn't. But, oh, another imaginary number. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Is I mean, honest? Yeah, honestly, this is um like an imaginary f- five, maybe. Oh, this is like a perfect five because Gengetsuo got an imaginary number because we couldn't decide if all the gay was because the author didn't know gay people existed, mm-hmm. but had a weird salient idea about their existence. This yeah, is the author clearly knows ace people exist, but is like, but I'm not allowed to put it in. Yeah. See, okay. This is the wink-wink, nudge-nudge. This is where I say that maybe since we are explicitly doing Little Women 2019, we Mm -hmm. maybe stick with the meta-narrative and understand that, like, like the ending that she wrote is not her ending. It's just Mm -hmm. an ending specifically created to queerbait and sell money. Ah, this is... But, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, the original book might technically be rated, like, you know, badly because she does end up married, but... Oh, shit, is this the Hunter's Unlucky of our movies? Mm. Where the author is like, I wanted it to be gay, but the masses didn't understand. The The masses masses hate furry sex. The masses wouldn't get it at the time. I had to relegate it to the sequel. So I had to hide it in the subtext. (laughs) (laughs) I had to put it in the subtext. Yeah, it wouldn't exactly. have got it wouldn't have gotten sold if I put all the 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 sex in it that I wanted. But instead, this 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 wouldn't have gotten sold if she didn't get married and have sex. It's kind of like the spiritual opposite if you if you look at it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like it's like very high no homo or very low no homo. I don't think I'm, there's an in between. It's all about how we interpret it. I'm thinking this is an imaginary number. <laughs> this is a number that you look at it and it like shifts from a five and a one. It's an optical illusion. Yeah, true. This is an optical illusion five and one. Yeah. You turn your head slightly and it drastically swings. Fuck our ratings. Yeah, this is Mm. Yeah, this is this is this is a quantum yeah (sighs) fuck, we're we're putting quantum mechanics in the show now. You know, this is this is um uh what's the fucking word for it? Uh I don't know math. Don't ask me this. This is, this is... What is this, the Tesseract what's, of our what's podcast? What's the fucking word for, like, uh, like a, like a waveform before it collapses? This is, this is oh, like a God. quantum superstate. I'm just gonna type in waveform before it collapses and see what Google mm-hmm. gives me, because I'm not smart. I looked at physics once and said, fuck no, dude. This is a quantum superposition. Literally. Mm. This is this is sitting in both a liquid and a solid at the same time. No one knows what this thing is right now. Weirdom mm-hmm. superposition. Hey. Where you are both married heterosexually and not married. 
Yeah. Boy. Yeah, okay. So it's both a five and a one. Yeah. We're, 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 this is normal. This is a normal number to give. I yeah, it's a, number, good. it's a number set. It's one and five. I think this yeah. is good because um, we proved that our scale and ranking system is perfect. Um, for it's the movies that are wrong. For the Skate the Infinity episode <laughs> where we did it twice and got the same exact thing. And yes. now this, no one can say that our uh, scale might be a little bit broken because we keep having to do these imaginary numbers. It's just that some yeah. things are very powerful. Yeah, this rating exists in two parallel universes at once, where it is a different number, but also it's a perfect rating system where they are also the same number. This was my multiverse of madness. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is back. (laughs) Oh. Wow. Can you imagine imagine Benedict Cumberbatch? (laughs) What if he was the dad instead of Bob Odenkirk? What if he was was the French French professor? Oh my god. Benedict Cumberbatch doing like a horrible would be such a good shitty professor. He's doing like a horrible French accent. He's just like dresses BBC Sherlock though. He's like back in that costume has that same hair but he's doing like a horrible French accent. Yeah he's got like the black hair like Sherlock but he's got like the tiniest tiniest little like fake French mustache. Oh the the tiniest tiniest little little swirls right under his nostrils. Yes absolutely. It looks so bad. And he's just like ha ha ha. He has like a baguette in each scene for no fucking reason. Uh uh They can't get him to drop it. And he's super awkward and runs into things all the time and is like and then like Joe is like ew you're gross but then in the end is like wow it's endearing how awkward you are oh, i would love that because you know he would do like a shitty french laugh where he would just at the end be like oh, oh, oh. yeah he would i yeah. think no you know what actually i don't think we could do benedict cumberbatch in this movie oh why because if you put his cheekbones and timothy chalamet <laughs> oh yeah in the same room it the camera would be shredded <laughs> that's right that that is true. If you put them both in this movie, like you They are the imaginary numbers that we can't let touched. You you couldn't have them in the same shot together. Like I'm gonna look up to see if screens. Timothy Chalamet and Benedict Cumberbatch have ever been in a movie together. <laughs> oh my god. Benedict. No Romo. Oh yeah, no Romo. God. The I feel like the you know, the friendship between the sisters is so good. Like, boy, I'm really not sure what to say about the friendship between the sisters and Laurie. Because he does suck, but they seem to be having a good time together. Whenever he is uh, committed to the idea of being just friends with them, he's incredibly charming and sweet. And then the moment he tries to, like, think, oh, maybe I could marry one of these sisters. Like, the moment he's like, maybe I could get this sister instead... He turns into the biggest fuckboy in the world. He's Bolin. Is this oh another? God, I don't want to fucking talk we, about Bolin. Um, is this score also in a quantum superposition? Are we putting this score in four dimensions now? Oh, this is our tesseract of, uh, <laughs> of numbers. Yeah. This is uh, our... What the fuck is it? It's like a three-dimensional shadow made by a four-dimensional object or whatever the fuck it is supposed to be. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. Um, I don't know. No Romo is hard to do with, again, it's kind of silly because this is our, like, ace reading one, but also no Romo is so much, like, a relationship between, like, two people, like, whether, like, the way we normally do it, it's like, how how do they fit outside of that? 
<laughs> and like when we're doing it just on one character, it's like, yeah, no, Joe doesn't have any romance. Yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like in a typical episode, we would do, be doing the no romo between like Joe and shitty French professor, which would be a zero, but. I'm sorry, I looked up. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, have Benedict Cumberbatch and Timothy Chalamet ever been in a movie together? And so far, uh, looks like they have not, but, um, I'm going to read, uh, a Twitter post from probably a not reputable source that I don't care about. From Geeks Vi- Geek Vibes Nation. Great. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is reportedly in talks to join Timothy Chalamet in a Bob, Bi- Bob Dylan biopic film. Huh. So their cheekbones are probably going to be on screen at the same time. Fuck. I don't know what this will do. <laughs> It'll destroy the world. I don't know what this will do to the world. This poor yeah. world's gonna get cut in half. I feel like I could think of better people to play Bob Dylan. Yeah, but imagine... God, these are just... I feel like they thought these were good pictures of these people, but I'm looking at them, and I'm so scared <laughs> by both these people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, why'd they choose these images? Timothy Chalamet looks like he should have a vape hanging out of his corner at every moment of his life and, like, a shitty graphic t-shirt. This is, like, so mean to say, but, like, they really do look like two snakes. Just, like, trying this to... This Benedict Cumberbatch... It, that, this Benedict, Benedict oh Cumberbatch picture is really sending me. <laughs> just, they really got... His eyes look like... I mean, okay, listen. They turned up the green filter on his eyes. Like, oh my god, like... Emery, I'm gonna send these pictures to you so you can just feel the, like, oh boy. dark energy that's pouring up both of them directly into the screen. Yeah. Let's go. really doesn't look real. <laughs> they both look like they were photoshopped to antagonize me. <laughs> Great. It's really good. Um, so no, no Romo. Romo. Do we? Do we They're want the host chat? If you want to consider, like, wow, oh boy, oh boy. I want you to like. Yeah, that's that's a hostile. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they're both stand users, and they're coming after me. <laughs> this is like uh, two two statues stand before you. One tells only the truth. One only tells lies. Like really scary nightmare going on here. Um, so, no Romo. Again, Joe, Joe has no Romo. Joe has no Romo. I like to make the argument that Amy also has no Romo. I understand that she does very explicitly say in the movie, I have always loved you, but I think she is, she is just lying to herself. No, I do. I, Amy, Amy is so much like, I'm performing so fucking hard right now. I do get that vibe. Like, that makes sense to me because, like, you know. I get it, but, like, there's such a a performance aspect to everything she does. Yeah, no, like, I mean, growing up as, like, a woman, she, like, probably, and she, again, because of, like, Aunt March's influence, she was always, like, I'm gonna (coughs) marry rich. This is a guy who's rich. He, like, lives right next door. He's always been, like, friendly with the whole group. He fits into their family. I could very easily see, like, her being, like, again, with her, like, I choose how I love thing that very much does feel like an error read to me where it's like there there's an element of like yeah no nobody like 
really falls in love. You just pick somebody who you get along with and you spend every day like choosing to love each other. And that's what love is. That's what marriage is. And like, that's why this is such a fit business financial transaction where, and it is kind of like a fuzzy line where like Joe clearly feels like othered because she doesn't feel that love and she can tell other people do. Whereas Amy does feel like the like opposite end of the aromantic spectrum where she's like, yeah, no, nobody like really feels a big feeling. You just like, Mm -hmm. you know, like people, you just build the kind of relationships you want in your world. I think, I don't know. I do think that's a really, a really good reading of Amy. Um, Especially with her, like her thing being like, Joe has always been the one to be like the best daughter. She is the one who gets to like be the leader and everyone like chooses her first for things. And like the idea of like, Oh no, Amarch chose me to go to Europe and travel abroad. And also being like, no, I want the guy who's always been choosing you to choose me. I am going to perform so hard to get this guy. I don't want your seconds, but I want him to actively choose me over you. Uh-huh. And she does. She wins. She gets her bag. Yeah. She sure does. Yeah, so so what are we feeling for No Romo? I, I feel mean, like it's got to be a very high score. I feel like I want to give it a five. Like, if we're if we're including shitty profes- French professor at all in our consideration, then I feel like we got to ding it a couple points. I want to give it a five instead of the seven that I actively want to give it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give it the five because his shitty French professor is quite literally in the meta narrative, like put there to piss you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you know again, what? It worked. I'm yeah, mad. Five. <laughs> it is. I want to give it its five. I want to give it its flowers. Yeah. Wow. So that means our score is simultaneously a 16 and an 11. <laughs> or did I do that right? No, you're... no 16 and a 12. Yep. yep. A-, a respectable score. Wow. A beautiful, respectable score that is... Currently giving me a headache every time I yeah. look at it. A beautiful and respectable one. A yes. beautiful, respectable score that each time I like shift, focus my vision a little bit differently, it changes and it's giving me a headache. Mm-hmm. Simply love that it's doing that to me. Oh, yeah. Thank you, French professor. Thank you. We love it. Thank, Thank you, you, shitty French professor, Thank for doing Greta this Gerwig. to me. Thank you, Greta Gerwig. I'm so excited for the Barbie movie to come out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So, Sky, what are we up to next okay, time? So, again, been super sick. So, we're doing a pretty easy one this next week. I think we're just going to watch Incredibles 2. And we're going to talk about Helen oh and um, Evelyn Dever. The evil villain who's a lesbian. Whose name is Evil Endeavor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they got away with that, huh? Yeah, I love how. Uh, it's what fucking Winston Dever. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but uh, win he wins. Winston he, he wins. Endeavor. Um. Yeah, so Winston Dever and then his sister, who's just here for funds, uh, evil endeavor. Uh, I can't wait to talk about how Mr. Incredible's character arc in that movie is going from a shitty man to a mediocre man to a man who can do the bare minimum for his family. Thank God. Exactly. So proud we love to see it. Uh huh. Yeah. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, lots of different queer bait uh, potential in there. Let's go. 
Uh, <sighs> is that it? We've done a yeah. long one. Shall we head into our plugs? Let's yeah. go. Uh, you can find the podcast at WeWeQueerBait at Twitter.com. You can find me at uh, GrooveAndGassy at Twitter or at uh, JazzDumpster on Tumblr. You can also find me on another podcast called The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Sky, you. Uh, you can find the show at We Rate Queerbait on Tumblr. You can also find our Hunter Hunter stuff at Gonex Willex Hunting. Um, and then I am on Bandcamp at L Sky. Emery, what's up? I have my finished podcast, Digimon Ghost Gaze, and my upcoming podcast, which will probably have an episode or two out by the time you're listening to this, called Check Out This Guy. Uh, please go to the, we mentioned it earlier, but please do go to the Check Out This Guy Discord. We got a lot of fun stuff happening over there. We also have a Discord for this show. You know, you can find that in the show notes. Uh, I will... Sorry, I want to jump in. I will say, if you uh, are listening to this podcast and you're like, wow, these people sound deranged, I will say, uh, check out this guy discard. Toku Mondays is probably one of the purest distillations where we just sit there and we just go crazy, um, especially on these recent episodes where a character literally did the fusion dance with his boyfriend and uh, the whole time was like, damn, your power is so big, but I can take it. Just give it all to me. And the boyfriend's like... Two boys Matrix evolved together. Two boys Matrix evolved. There was like an entire you're cheating on me subplot where he's like, my power is too big for you, uh, but this other guy can take it. And he's like, I'm going to go in the woods for a while and be depressed and fall into the river for a few hours. Shotaro had the most dramatic post-breakup sulking period of all time. Oh, when fucking Philip asked uh, Ryu right after, like, hey, we should be partners because you can handle my big power. And Ryu was like, don't fucking ask me that, bro. What the shit? Oh, man. No one fucking understands. Only you, me, and Spike were there for that. And I need other people to join this Discord so we can all be there for that. Yeah, it's Incredible. it's an experience. Uh, it's a powerful experience. So I, <clears throat> I'm also on an upcoming audio drama. Details about that eventually. I'm also on Fur Affinity with the username Space Robot. I'm doing funny furry art. I'm taking commissions. You can talk to me about those on Discord if you know me there or spacerobotart at gmail dot com. All right, Ooh. I think that about does it. Yeah, it would be hilarious if we ended the podcast and all got married right now. Oh, that would be so funny. What if it would be all funny if we found like a if we funny, all went out and find husbands. If yeah. we found like a husband who negs us a little bit and like makes fun of our creative pursuits and we yeah. all just got married to him. I found, it would be so funny if we did that. Yeah, I found this shitty man out behind my house. I think I'm gonna <laughs> propose to him. <laughs> this guy kinda sucks and he kinda makes fun of me a lot and makes me feel like garbage. And I I think that's what love is. I think I'm going to get married to him. Yeah, I showed this guy some of my art, and he was like, yeah, I don't like it. And he refused to give me any other criticism than that. I think I might marry that guy real I quick. I think I like, might go to California for him, actually. Like, I might just go and, like, find him and track him down and chase him down to a train. And Yeah, so rain. we should end the podcast I'll to do that. Find Finally, guys, our podcast is marketable. Finally, we're going to make some goddamn money off of this. Oh, thank fuck. I'm so happy that we did that. Just kidding. Just kidding. Wait, if we're going to make money, we don't have to get married, right? Hmm. Oh. You know? 
Just some, some thoughts to put out there. But we have to get married in order to make money. Shit, what are, what's going on? Oh no, we're also Wait. in the superposition. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Bye, Just everyone. Kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Good night. Bye. Good night. <laughs>